0: Hello. Welcome to the Canadian Pyrocast at the Movies with Gummy Bear. I'm your co-host, Captain Kit. Just a minute, Gummy Bear's on her phone for the first five minutes of every show.
1: <laughs> what year is
0: it? We're doing this again. <laughs>
2: <laughs> no, you just didn't give me like a warning.
0: I thought this would be funny. Hi. This is our host, Quartermaster Gummy Bear.
2: I'm not the host.
0: Well, you're the host of this segment. With... Oh shit! Because this is at the movies, <laughs> the Gummy Bears. Did you forget what show we're on too? <laughs> okay, just so everyone's clear, we had a take where she forgot the content of our <laughs> thing. She forgot what movie, which Spider-Man movies we had re- we had re- reviewed a year ago, almost a year ago. And now she forgot that she. This is her own segment of our show, of our of our national Canadian broadcast our show that we
3: recorded a year ago. Oh my god!
0: You are the host of this one. I'm your co host. We're leaving this in.
1: <laughs> Say
2: your blurb. Welcome. To, at the <clears throat> movies with gummy bear i am your captain now but <laughs> just i don't even know it's the ship's on fire <laughs> you can uh leave your seatbelts on your own risk let's let's hold on here we were a year ago we recorded um this spider-man
0: the second part of our spider-man yeah. movie review of the live
2: action spider-man from the 2000 2000-
0: Early and late two thousands.
2: And if you haven't heard the first one, go check it out because we still pay to host it. <laughs> um, basically, uh, life got crazy and uh, we haven't been here for a while. And we did never uploaded the second part, even though we recorded it almost one whole year ago.
0: Uh, yeah, for context, as I this I got busy with school. I had an extra class in each semester, and B- Gummy Bear starting a new job. Gummy Bear got busy in her own life. And we've um, again we've had this archive forever, but we just hadn't had I haven't had time to edit it, so I finally got that done. And now that with the release of the new Spider-Man, Across the Spider Verse, is that that what it's called? Because one entered the Spider Verse and it was Across the Spider Verse. No, Into Spider. I thought that was the first one. Yeah, was the first one. So either way though, so the new Spider-Man movie um, so considers maybe a clip. Metro. <laughs> maybe spoilers a spoilers
2: for the next episode.
0: <laughs> maybe a maybe a quick maybe a quick review of uh, this one, but it's it's great. Go see it. A couple things I have a little you know, with, but it's it's a good movie. Go check it out. It's it is a great movie. And we'll it talk is, about it. Very time. good movie. Animation is impeccable. can very but good for
2: now? I guess. Um, hey, like we didn't completely drop off the face of the earth, and here listen to this thing we recorded one year ago
0: over two days. So we hope you enjoy, and uh, again, for anybody that would like some context to this uh, second part of the review of the live-action Spider-Man movies, go see the first episode, where we review Tobey Maguire and the first Andrew Garfield movie, and then um, in this following episode, we review the second Andrew Garfield movie and the Tom Holland-verse. We The hope whole you, thing. We hope you enjoy The whole thing, and I
2: definitely didn't forget that.
0: Yep, the uh, definitely was not lost. <laughs> uh on our quartermaster uh we hope you enjoy and we'll uh si- we'll see you soon we here at the canadian pyrocast love everyone and everything on earth but we also believe that everyone and everything should be mocked lampooned, satire parodied and poked on at because that's a quality
2: this program is not for children or the easily offended we trust your judgment
0: so, I dived past the boss, did a barrel roll, sliced out his butt, and then, uh, boom, victory was achieved.
2: Congrats. Thanks. Right. No, nice shirt, by
0: the way. Oh, shit, thank you. Oh, hey, thematic too.
2: Yeah.
0: Yeah. What's the theme today, gummy bear?
2: Spider-Man 2! Well, part 2 of our spider Man. so... <laughs>
0: Well actually do I do I have the full title for it? I forgot how much I, I told you this. Actually. No, I don't think so. Uh, but uh so I have Okay, so obviously at the movies with gummy bear. Oh do you want shit to do? Do you wanna announce that and make it more dramatic?
2: The movies with gummy bear <laughs>
1: Da,
3: da,
0: da, da. We do have your theme music. I will queue in somewhere. <laughs> uh, but here, so the full, so the, I guess this this episode is called Spider Man Part 2 Beyond the Hollandverse. Very nice. Thank you. Oh, can we just tell everyone what my shirt is, though? Because that's what I give a shout out to. I got this at a thrift store and it's perfect, and it's I have no idea what made it, but it's great. <laughs> what is it coming Bear? Yeah, so it's basically
2: like a meme shirt with um, a picture of. On the front of a comic book uh, panel of Spider-Man kicking it back, le- relaxing with his hands behind his head in the tree, classic old school comic book Spider-Man, and he's just he's just chilling on the tree. And it says on, underneath the tippy, um, and it says uh, the caption underneath says, "When you've just saved the day," which is. You know, Spider-Man just saved the day, and he's relaxing under the tree, and that's what uh, Captain shirt sure is today.
0: Yeah, if only I'd saved anybody. All those brave souls.
2: Well, what a perfect way to roll into Amazing Spider-Man
0: 2 with Andrew Andrew Garfield. Yeah, so uh, about two-ish years later from Amazing Spider-Man Reboot 1 with Andrew Garfield, came out in 2014, the director was Mark Webb who also directed 500 Days of Summer, and over... Yeah. And uh, before that, over 45 music videos. I counted. It's, he's, uh, that, that's, yeah, over 45. Even that's Steven Spielberg hasn't done 45 music videos. So I gotta say, this Mark Webb guy, It's pretty, he's pretty talented. Good for him. He got the job because his name was Webb. <laughs> and you don't think Doug Bowser got the job for for any reason? <laughs> No, that, that that had nothing to do with anything. He just happened to be the most qualified guy for the job.
3: Maybe.
0: Perhaps. Maybe he
2: just wanted to. Maybe he loves Spider-Man. I don't know who Mark Webb is, really, as a person.
0: Me neither. So, uh, let's go... Oh, wait, I guess i go... Warning for everything. Let's go. Spoilers for almost everything? for a... Oh, 100% spoilers. Almost a... How many year old movie now? Eight, eight years?
2: Oh, okay. It's all spoilers.
0: Oh, dear. Sorry. All spoilers. So oh do you, need do you need to make a sound we don't have a cough button okay. yet we can't afford a cough button yet so <laughs> we just have to edit it like schlubs <laughs> alright so to exposition oh and we actually we both pointed this out though with this one too is kind of prefer the old Marvel movie logo with the comic panels yeah because now and this is going to the Hollandverse but it's all the Disney it's all it's all art from the Disney one so it's just Disney sucking itself off kind of like the elephant meme <laughs> so i really like the old opening to the spot to the marvel movies when they actually had panels from the original comics and this one still did that i think like yeah, if, yeah the amazing spider-man one still did that before disney monopolated everything so let's go off in the beginning here movie starts off scooby-doo science mystery still happening they are on a they're on the run in a private jet with his or no sorry ben parker is on the run in a, with a private jet into his wife pilot is like killed and like it's kind of a whole scene where it's like I feel oh, like you just spoke a whole shit of gibberish I think so too but that's yes. that's just that's what happened in the movie <laughs> that's what literally happens in the movie they escape on a plane while being pursued and then the some dude kills their pilot on board and he's trying to upload a he's trying to upload a thing to the internet in 2014 from a moving plane <laughs> I'm not sure how I'm not, I don't know exactly how much technology was but I don't think it was maybe there yet But then, Jesus Christ, okay, there's a whole thing where, like, the pilot corpse just, like, randomly smacks down on top of the controls with nothing coaxing it to do so. Just so the plane can start barreling down towards the ground and falling apart. Then there's, like, a whole thing with the dude trying to kill Ben Parker. And then he's trying to make sure the secret science data gets uploaded. And remember, the plane is, like, in shambles. Like, it is in pieces. Like, the Dark Knight Rises... And he's like still uploading that fucking email like a boss. Like that was the whole thing. And then it's yeah. like email completely uploaded. And that was like, thank God we, um, we got the uh, data uploaded because that was the thing. And yeah, just make sure the internet cable still plugs in. Like nothing else like that would be stuff on. Like the plane is in pieces and the internet cable getting in is like, yep, that's the barrier. So from, the plane's like satellite internet or whatever is still functional yeah. as it's falling apart. Ben Parker's like hanging on, like the air pressure wouldn't just rip him off. Like he's hanging from a part in the plane while like
2: pieces are open. Like It's solid internet. They should tell us who their provider is.
0: Yeah, I gotta say, that's, miss that in Canada. Honestly, I think it would have been a good opening for, like, a James Bond movie. (laughs) But, yeah, anyway, though, so that was just the first 10 minutes. So, yeah, sorry, interesting, though. Spider-Man chasing Paul Giamatti as a crazy Russian bank bandit, and, like, literally 50 (laughs) cop cars are chasing him down the street, Gave me Fox almost gets hit, the alluding thing to our future bad guy. Electro, Max Dillon, but he's like carrying like twenty fucking papers and doesn't have like a bag for them or something. It's like all yeah, these free is. It's been over the top, and like, I know this where is a comic book movie, so that's the point of it. Yeah. But it's there's other things they kind of did that were just like Ugh. So that's just the intro of like what kind of where everything is right now because we have to go into parts here too because the movie's all over the place with like their peer and Emma Stone's relationship. And the villain, and like, we forgot shit was happening in the movie. Like, all right, this is happening. as like a D a plot. So I just want to talk about the villains quickly as a thing. Because here's like every, or yeah, here's all the villain stuff they're doing in the movie here. So first we have Electro, who is fucking Jamie Foxx, who's awesome. I, I do love him in almost everything as have man Honestly, I didn't like him in this role. And I think he did it better. And what we'll get to will be the final movie. Right. Because I feel like, and again, I don't feel like this was his fault. I feel like this is the character that was written for him. So whoever mm. wrote this character should be fired. yeah max Dillon. he's not a villain he's just like a mentally ill guy who kind of needs like a hug and a psychiatrist like you can just tell he's kind of off it's not like in a way that's like a super villain it's like a it's just like a oh he just needs like help Mm -hmm. right so it's it's just not a very good villain like he doesn't really have a a motive for being evil he's just not well so it's kind of hard to be like i don't know i felt like again it's not like i was rooting for him but it felt hard to be like yeah kick his ass Right. <laughs> no, he, he need like, he, like, the character's on character well, so his, his motivations are all fucking, kind of ridiculous. But I do want to comment, though, because this, this is this important thing that changed me. Is that originally I thought that, so he gets powers by falling into a vat of electric eels, which I thought was stupid originally. But then 11 year old that hopefully will eventually get in the podcast eventually, although I think they're 12 now. But they pointed out to me that it fits more with the animal theme, like with electric eels and shit like that, because all Spider Man's villains are. Animal theme, and I was like, that's actually fair, right? So I was like, and like in the comics, well, how he gets his powers is he just gets struck by lightning while holding wires, which is arguably, you know what I mean? I know it's just uh, falling into a vat of eels is just falling into a vat of superpowers, but it, again, giving at least it is a vat of eels, it's like, oh, well, falling into a vat makes sense with that animal too, like it works functionally, mm-hmm. which I, I, again, I appreciate more now, but then there's like dumb shit too, like his. Tooth gap gets magically fixed because Jamie Fox has a tooth gap, and then he becomes Electro and his teeth. They literally fo- few, like zoom in and show his teeth fixing themselves.
2: Oh my god, I like, didn't notice that.
0: What the fuck. Yeah, like well, it was like what was the point of giving him that tooth gap in the first part? Kelly, it's like what was the point of that? And then you pointed out Electric Clothes, right? Our super, our superpower also, and then I guess also dubstep mastery because it's like his theme music. Every time he's doing stuff, there's always like dubstep. Like, Woo! I, that's, I mean good as though,
2: so. a as a leitmotif not my favorite choice yeah
0: it, i know you said it was like because dubstep was popular That like, like it really was
2: it time. really was i think in that in that moment but it still just was a poor choice like musically to have it be like that noise for his motif you know it wasn't
0: it was not. Well that's, well, that's what both of these Spider-Man movies seem like to me in general. There's like, they weren't, they had, they probably had decent foundations, but there's a lot of probably a single person in the room wanting an idea in there. Or it being like, it's having work like, oh, that's a cool thing to do right now. Like in the first one, sp- or Andrew Garfield should do skateboard tricks. That's cool. Yeah. So it's, that's what I mean where I'm just like, I think there's just some things in there that somebody's like, oh, that's cool. Let's put that in. And like, not cool, like cool, like, oh, the kids will think that's cool. The youths, will, the youths will think that's cool, mm-hmm. is what I mean by that. Uh, his first intro with Electro is kind of weird, though, because he has, like, or I guess you pointed out that he has Voldemort voices going on for, like, 30 seconds inside his head, <laughs> which is, I guess further saying, like, yeah, he has a mental disorder. He's not a bad guy. But then Metal Dubstep, oh, okay, yeah, then they have, like, a Metal Dubstep Spider-Man theme during his meltdown, mm-hmm. which is also just, like, kind of, I don't know, It just wasn't a great intro, I think, as far as villains go. Because again, it's like what, I don't know, Him becoming a villain is like an accident. A sick person gets into an accident. Yeah. Unfortunately, it's not, it's like you actually feel bad for him. At least I did. Oh yeah, sorry. My question was, Do the voices in Electro's head communicate through dubstep? Because that's how they did it after the Voldemort voices.
3: Yeah.
0: Uh, his powers, though, I think the visuals were cool. I think cool. He was
2: supposed to represent like the sound of the like, electricity.
0: Sort of, but I just, you know, I didn't like it. Maybe. And we'll get into that, too, because there's a funny joke about that, again, going into, like, going I hate it. Like, it's cookie cutter, but the Disney one, bring back did redeem the character. But, sorry, I keep referring to that, too. But in the future, I don't mean to be doing that. Oh, yeah, but there's, a, there's some things I like, though. Like, he killed the guy, and it brings him back to life with, with like, a shot to the chest. So I thought that was kind of funny. Like, and yeah. again, I know that's, like, a vague power, but that was that was kind of funny. That was comic cookie So I enjoyed that. Like, things like that. But his powers apparently also include not drowning underwater, because when he's captured later in the movie, he's, like in this water tank, and they're keeping him like underwater to, I guess maybe subdue him. But then how is he not drowning? Because he has no breathing apparatus on. It's fucking like there's, I know some some shit's comic booky, but some stuff is like, what? okay, we'll just practice like any any reasonable sense how would that fucking work? And again, the whole conflict with him is stupid though, because like he hates Spider Man because the whole thing is that he meets Spider Man in the very beginning scene, and then Spider Man like doesn't remember him for a second. He's like you don't remember me, and like he does, he just forgets it because he's like, oh, he doesn't immediately remember this one duty save when he saves like a bunch of people, right? Further, just kind of showing that, yeah. So his motive is that he hates Spider-Man for not remembering him, which is something a mentally ill person would find as a motive to be evil. Yeah. <laughs> uh, let's go to the more villains though, because uh, wasn't one wasn't enough? No, we couldn't have had one villain. We had to have two Gummy Bear in the second movie. Oh wait, because yeah. two is always better than one, right? Let's go into Harry Osborne and oh the God. Goblin disease. Jesus. Alright, so first I want to give a shout-out to Dane Chronicle Dehan. Okay. He's a good actor. Again, I think he was given shitty material in this movie.
3: Because yeah. he is a
0: good actor. Chronicles fucking tits. Like, oh sorry, shouldn't say that. It was a great movie. It was a great, like. I loved him in that movie. <laughs> <It's>... <laughs> Your face right now. <laughs> okay, anyway though, so. Oh. Actually, I actually have a thing here too, sorry, because I think about the concept of an antagonist. Because, sorry, all the, all the villains in all these movies made me think about, like, what makes an antagonist going to be rare, right? Because an antagonist is supposed to stop the hero from trying to reach their goal, right? That is, like, literally what that is supposed yeah. to be, right? So I want to jump back to Electro here, because I forgot this at the very top. So Spider Man's goal is to live, and Electro is trying to prevent that goal. So he is an actual antagonist. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go to, oh yeah, so we'll go to the Goblin Gold to end here. But so Harry Osborne. Best friend of a long time, but not very not flesh not fleshed out very well because he just shows up in this movie and then they're like, Oh hey Peter, let's talk about how, how good friends we are and they just talk for five minutes about how good friends they are. Breaking, you know, that rule, show, don't tell. <laughs> but you know, if they maybe just talk about how good friends they are, we'll remember that we'll realize how good friends they are, why Harry wasn't there in the last movie at all. Right. He's off being rich, dating models and shit like that, and just kind of like again, he's, I don't know, maybe he's like it's a different take on Harry Osborn, which I didn't hate, but it was I don't know, I just didn't like I, I don't know, didn't work for me. But the actor that plays Harry, he already looked like a goblin, I thought before seeing him anything, <laughs> foreshadowing the goblin disease as coming for Harry, because being scared of goblin, goblin diseases plot moto. So Harry has a thing with his dad where it's like. His dad's like blah, blah, genetic disease, and he's like, Dad's goblin claws and green, weird, wrinkly flesh, and he's like, it's hereditary, it's coming for you. Yeah. And it's really fucking weird. And then it's there's all sorts of plot holes with that too, because like it's obviously riddling Norman at the end of his life. Harry is still in his twenties, so it shouldn't happen for years, but somehow finding out about it's made it happen really fast, so he gets panicky about it. yeah so his whole motive is like, I need Spider-Man's super blood to save me from my goblin disease! But that's
2: because he figured out that Spider-Man probably got it from the spiders that his father and, the Oz, and,
0: and Oscorp were doing in the first movie. In the Spider- or Secret Science Super- or yeah. scooby Doo science Mystery. Yes. Yes. Anyway, either way though, so... Harry has, like, the superpower, though, of plot convenience. He drops a box on a table and activates a supercomputer that reveals the super sci- sp- spider science secret weapon. So, right. So, right. He, he, so Harry has the power of plot convenience. A, his dad just gives him this thing and gives him no explanation and then dies. And yeah. And he just, like, magically happens to figure out how he, it works one day. He drops a box on a table that happens to be a supercomputer, like Tony Stark, like, with a hidden screen. And the box is what activates it. And then there's a, there's a new plot MacGuffin. Spider-Man's super blood is... oh you're right, because that becomes the MacGuffin where now everyone wants fire, or no. so Electro wants to bathe in Spider-Man's blood because he wants him dead <laughs> and Harry wants to eat his blood like a vampire because they're foreshadowing Morpheus eventually with Jared Leto. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Many years later It's Morbin time. It was Morbin before Morbin was cool. <laughs> <laughs> okay sorry so anyway though then there's a whole thing though where so harry has like a meltdown when when spider-man won't give him his blood so he like to get some he like gets gun and goes into like the secret lab he's like blah 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 you're gonna give me the shit i need and they well no 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 no, he wants to break electro out sorry he he tries to break out electro so it's like a whole thing no because the company tries to frame him too sorry yeah because the company tries to frame him for like the murder of electro because they're trying to get Harry out of the company. So it's like, again, there's so much shit happening in this movie. Like, yeah, it's fucking I don't too- even remember that part. Yeah, that's what I mean. Forgot, I forgot that's why he snapped and broke into the lap. This That's what I mean, though. There's, like, so much fucking shit happening. There's, like, F-plots, man. Yeah. But basically, so he's, like, in there, and Ele- he's in there, and he's like, blah, blah, blah. And he's almost getting Electro out, and they're pulling him back. And he's like, I need you! I need you! And that gave Electro... The power he needed to inspire him to become pure energy and disperse into the wiring, which was a cool visual, I will say. Yes. But anyway, though. So then, again, electric clothes. Electric clothes. It's a power. So Harry then gets the secret spider drug, and then he starts mutating more into a goblin than he was beforehand. So it didn't work very well because, like, his hair get burned and shit. And he looks gross. He look his skin. His skin looks like a burn victim. But also because of his power of plot convenience, the super goblin suit is right next to the super drug when he's, like, on the floor, like, from taking the super drug. <laughs> so his real power is plot convenience. But yeah, he's in his green... So Green Goblin is in his, in his full form 20 minutes before the end of the movie. And how did he find out that Peter was Spider-Man? They never really, like, showed that. Like, there's kind of a thing where he thinks that he's connected to Spider-Man because he takes pictures of him for the da- Daily Bugle... But then, and he asked Spider Man separately, and he's like, "I can't do it," and he's like, "I hate you, Spider Man." Uh, blah, blah, blah. So they don't actually have a thing that. Just...
3: No,
2: I can't remember exactly, but he does say something. He's just like, your excuse of like whatever. Like I figured it out. Like he says something to him. Like Harry says something to Peter, being like, "I figured I know you're fucking Spider Man." And he kind of says why it's really vague. Oh, so he's but telling like, him why he's not showing
0: why he found a spider. He's telling why, he's, te- yeah. he's telling why how he found a spider man. Mm, cool yes, more right, telling. I it out. I more out telling. Out
2: bullshit! I figured out you are fucking bullshitting me like more telling. Well, that's and good. it's really quick
0: and so. So Harry also has the power of exposition. <laughs> so he is. So he just has, he just has like power for writing stories. <laughs> what he is. When the multiverse opened up, he came in through that loop in Stranger Than Fiction with Will Ferrell. Where the books are based on reality and what he says happens. Sorry. Anyway. But yeah, so it was kind of like, again, they rushed it, the, they made it like build up the entire movie using only Goblin form, him, Barrett, like 20 minutes before the end of this two and a half hour long movie. Yeah. Or two hour and 40 minutes. It just minutes. comes out of nowhere and you're like, oh yeah. Yeah. Again, there's too much fucking shit. Okay, next category stupid romance drama. <laughs> the entire goddamn movie, they're going back and forth. There's no lead up to Peter and Gwen. Peter and Gwen, after he ghosted her at his dad's funeral, like it's they assume you assume some time has passed since then, but like he ghosted her at his dad at her dad's funeral, and then alludes to like, I'm still gonna date you anyway, even though I wasn't there at the time I could have used the mope you you <laughs> could need me the most because your dad made me a promise. I'm sure the dad did not mean don't talk to her after I'm dead, like don't date her. Like you could have been there for a friend a friend, you dickbag. Like, you know? Just saying. Yeah. Kinda anyway, fucking shit. Uh, we're on. Maybe so it's say of Gwen's life, but again, he even says that best promise is the one to break. Okay. So yeah, movie starts off they're already dating. There's like no lead up to it or anything like that. They're just already dating. But then Pete has PTSD visions of breaking his promise to Gwen's dad, and then Peter is also being a crybaby and crybaby and dramatic about dating Gwen. So she breaks up with Sad Pete, mm-hmm. making him extra Sad Pete. So later in the plot, Peter causes an accident across the street to a pretty girl. Oh, right. Sorry, because then there's later in the movie where there's a dumb thing where he's like he sees her randomly and just walks across the street and he actually causes an accident because he's like he walks through the middle of a busy New York street to get to to get to Gwen Stacy. Right. Yeah, and then. Oh God! Uh, you said during that when I said that, like in, during the scene, you—I sorry what your quote down because fucking hilarious. You're like, "Spider-Man is a menace." <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, answer. Andrew Garfield uses Anakin Stalker stare on Emma Stone. And it was super effective. Pokemon reference. <laughs> uh oh yeah. Then they break up again. Oh, then they break up, but then they're dating again. And by 15 minutes in, yay. Then later, Gwen breaks up with Peter in a voicemail. So twice now. <laughs> And they're not together possibly, but who knows at this point. Ah, they're kind of their together. So the breakup count so far is Pete broke up with Gwen once and Gwen broke up with him twice in this one movie. Oh yeah, then he Spider-Man webs a Bridge to say I love you. And they have okay. a cute and then they have a cute and then they have a nice romance scene atop a CGI building in front of a green screen. Sorry, I gotta fuck that up. Yeah. A prop building in front of a green screen. Yeah. Next <laughs> thing. Okay, let's go to the next thing happening in the with plot or next plot we just go and say these are all different plots basically so i tried this to see if anything i did like if anything i stream on this because these are just all the plots happening mystery science adventure plane crash opening peter Motes promotes probably ever getting dumped. we can't remember <laughs> he makes a beautiful mind wall about mystery science theater and then oscorp oh yeah oscorp at the same time has a electro in the secret lab and other weapons and shit Oh, God. And then Pete throws a calculator against the wall and finds the secret subterranean science train. Hmm. <laughs> uh, and then, which is just like his dad's secret lab, which is, again, right. secret subterranean science train. Uh, then there's also foreign military contracts happening with Oscorp shit and Norman Osborne, And then, oh, yeah, then Norman Osborne frames Peter's dad for, like, doing foreign military contracts and that's why they had to flee oh and then here's some extra bloat there was aunt may has a what comes after f in the alphabet g so aunt may has a g plot about becoming a nurse oh what comes after g and then there's an H plot about two planes are about to crash each crash collide with each other during Electro's final. Oh my
2: fight. god! I forgot about that again. So
0: this is what I mean. It's okay. So yeah, we have. Those. That's how you far know, we like are now. How I'm fucking necessary that shit was. Do you want to read your notes here? Because I have here. So I have some notes specifically or your things there. If you want to read those, so you not know, things in my voice. Okay. Just the last page. and then the next page will be mine.
2: Spider Man visuals always look fun. YouTube actor in a scene. Would be a real YouTuber nowadays. Yes, they would have
0: used a real YouTuber. Sorry for clarification. That was they. Peter does a tutorial because this is actually I like the scene where he's like Electro fries his web shooter. So he's trying to figure out how to make his suit electricity proof, which is actually a thing in the comics. And he's watching um, a YouTube learning from YouTube tutorial, but it's like character actor. That's pretty recognizable. But then you made that comment about. Yeah, sorry. So I just think that context is interesting.
2: Uh, the movie was made for theaters. It's entertaining, but it has zero rewatchability. Gwen Stacy chose death. Uh, because <laughs> she didn't have to be there. You we actually
3: know that. said that though. So funny. <laughs> <laughs> but
2: she did. She did. She chose death. Um, I liked the end music. I think that's what that says. I'm just going to be really, yeah. really straight up. Captain's, uh, he, he, he wrote a K here, I, I assume. But it looks like a bat, like a Z flipped on the side. Like, it looks like it could be really, sh- like a, it looks like an inverted N. Quite honestly, I don't know how in any world that's a K.
0: What, what are you, what are you writing with Captain? I wrote... Liked end music. That's not a K. That's that a K. It doesn't, doesn't That's look a like a K. What does it seem like a K? Why
3: do you do like that? Right, it doesn't look like a fucking K. It's a K. Alright. That's a K. Right. <laughs> That's a K. Looks, look at it, it looks like a V. <laughs> looks
2: like a V or an A. Because you're cocking it to the side. Just a minute, but no, but you're looking at it straight on, it doesn't look like a K. It
3: looks like
2: a K. I need a pen. And the last note for me is uh, the brutal Gwen head smash, which one hundred percent made me cry, and it was terrible.
0: Yeah, that sound effect was fucking it intense. Was, so the whole th- the whole scene where like yeah she falls and her head hits the pavement like it, this is yeah the sound effect was fucking gross. Like that it was it's good. That's in a good like I'm saying that in a good way where it's like oh god you just feel it. You like yeah you, it's you, like oh it kind of
2: it's really gut wrenching. No yeah gut wrenching is exactly how I describe it
0: so, now on to the next category. These are just random things. I want to start doing These for anything we review shit. But I saw this is called anything I couldn't categorize. So I'm calling it positive points and negative nitpicks. Okay. So, let's start off with the positive things. Andrew Garfield is a good actor when he's given good material. At the very end, when he's crying over getting Gwen Stacy's body, that made me cry. Ooh. He is a good actor. It's just that I think that a lot of actors in this movie were given not good writing. So that's, I don't blame them for that. Because, like, again, I like all of these actors in different movies. It's just that, again, this entire movie was. I, I blame most of this on the writing. Sorry, but that's not, that's, and that's not my, that's more of my negative thing. Sorry, but I just want to say, dude, like, he's a good actor. Paul Giamatti, I like him as a crazy Russian gangster. He's fucking hilarious. The thing they do with Rhino the end is stupid, but it's like, again, I kind of let that go because they don't make it like a, they don't try to make it a thing. Like, they just, like, leave it as, like, an ending thing. But Paul Giamatti is like the crazy, crazy Russian guy. It's funny. Uh, the CGI is so much better. There's no blow up dolls that are waggling around when anyone's captured. You remember the waggling blow up doll from Spider Man 2? There's a part where Doc Ock is going up the building with Mary Jane, and you can tell they flood the CGI budget then. She's like, oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> it's like it she looks like a blow up doll. <laughs> Hilarious. Yeah, so that's what I'm saying. The CGI is so much better, but this is like, this is in 2014, right? So, like, it yeah. really, it's gotten way better in a very short period of time. And Andrew Garfield is very good at being shit-talking Spider-Man. He's not a great Peter Parker, but he's good at shit-talking Spider-Man. Stanley cameo is a confused old man. He probably just wandered around the set that day and they're like, "Oh shit, now we don't have shit to hire him." <laughs> That's <something that> <laughs> yeah. Spider-Man saves a nerd kid from his walk home, which I thought was like a nice little thing, and then we were talking about how he's like the montage is cool, like has a good deeds montage. He gets a random fish there's a throwaway line about working at the Daily Bugle, and he starts working, I and mean, he saves the clerk and Rob while he's sick, and he gets the cold medication still. It's like, it's a nice little montage. There's character name breadcrumbs everywhere, which I thought was interesting, but at the same time, I guess maybe more cynically on that, it's like they were probably doing that because they're like, oh, this way we could use anybody as a, vi- as a villain in Amazing Spider Man 3, so we all say we put it there and planned it there. Because now I'm being more cynical about it. Upon this next rewatch, this last rewatch. Oh shit! Okay, I think this is a funny thing. We don't want to make a joke about this, but so the uh, scientist, evil scientist that runs the evil Oscorp lab, he is very German. I don't want to say that's racist towards my people. <laughs> it's Like they portray all Germans as evil scientists. All evil scientists are always German, which is historically on point, but still, fight stereotypes, everybody. <laughs> no, it made me laugh. I thought it was fucking hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> it's always a <the> German. Oh <laughs> wait, anyway, yeah. And again, we talked about Gwen Stacy smack sound effect, but oh god, yeah. Like
3: I respect that it was shit.
0: Awful, yeah. And again, I like the plot. I like the again. I like the plot development through the whole, including his battle armor with the electricity thing, where the or and the uh, YouTube thing. Here's all the shit I didn't like. Very right beginning of the movie, Gwen Stacy's a speech about making the most of your life and not regretting anything, and it's so on the goddamn nose. She basically, it was a subliminal message about how she's gonna die so much. She's gonna die so hard in that yeah. movie. Yeah. She's gonna die, 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 die. So, again, Tell Not Show, everything. Expo- Harry's, Exposition Dump, sorry, I already talked about that. Some music was good, others felt cartoonish, like in a Looney Tunes way, not in a comic book way. But also, I guess now thinking back on it, because we watched the Marvel movies too, it's probably the last time Spider-Man will have any interesting music. Yeah. Electro is disoriented from being, okay, so disoriented from being shocked by eels, but he remembers to electrically power his clothes. (laughs) So he's like, because he's noticeably disoriented after falling into a giant vat of superpower. Andrew Garfield still thinks bumbling words is the same as being a shy nerd, which it is not of convenient powers. Everybody has them. Peter has them. Harry has them. Oh yeah, and then you pointed this out is that Peter has a, or Spider-Man has this really dumb line where he's like later in the movie he's like talking to Gwen and he's like every time they fry every time I find him he fries my web, shoot, web shooters and he's like only fought him one other time in the movie. Yeah. So he refers to like it's a plurality and he's only fought him one time. Oh, and then the very end when he's reaching for Gwen Stacy, the tiny web hands. Oh, yeah. <laughs> a tiny web hand oh
3: my god a tiny
0: web hand I, it's too much it was too much i couldn't stop laughing yeah but i don't know and then oh yeah so here's the thing though so now last category for the movie all of the endings it had return of the king syndrome
2: oh my god it just wouldn't end
3: yeah so Gwen
0: was dead peter super sad it teases the for Sticks. Lol. Well, they thought that was going to happen. Because <laughs> they do a little walk-by of all the gear and shit like that. And May makes a speech. Oh yeah, so Aunt May did make a speech that made Gummy Bear cry. And by contrast, she yelled fuck off at the TV during Emma Stone's speech in the beginning. <laughs> <laughs> so I thought that was interesting. Fidey has an identity crisis. Oh, okay, and then Paul Giamatti becomes Rhino, and this was actually, you're the most stupid about this. They advertised it like it was going to be a thing, like he had cardboard cutouts in the theater. But he, uh, but obviously it was just like a thing to end the movie on. And then in the end, Peter Man has a Spider-Man crisis, but then he becomes a Spider-Man again when a small child in a Spider-Man costume stands up to Rhino. And Rhino's like, oh, you're going to come at me, kid? You're going to come at me, bro? And it actually made me cry though because, like, the kid was like the kid that Spider Man saved in the beginning, so it was like he had the courage to be a hero. I don't know why. It's, it's, be- <laughs> it's making me cry right now. Gummy Bear's about to cry right now from pain though because she's as fragile as a champagne glass. Would you recommend a Gummy Bear, yes or no? No. Okay. Take a break, everybody. We got more. My saw all from all
1: day.
0: Welcome back to At the Movies with Gummy Bear. Spider Man Part 2 Homecoming. Okay, so Spider Man Homecoming. Bub, bub, enter the Marvel version. I need to check something, though, for my notes for clarification. Yes, sorry, I did write this. So, first thing I forgot to mention, I should have said this at the beginning of Amazing Spider Man 2. There was two hours and 20 minutes. Of total screen time. Yeah. Fuck ton of time dragged on, A to F plots. It was ridiculous. Uh, Spider Man Homecoming, though, 10 minutes shorter than that, and it didn't feel like that. It didn't feel like it dragged as much, and I remember more of what happened in it. True. So, let's start off with something. This was directed by John Watts. He has directed a couple short music videos Cop Car, starring Kevin Bacon. Oh, and he's directed all three Spider-Man movies of the MCU Spider-Man. Cool. Yeah, so that's What's a... with
2: Spider-Man and music video directors.
0: I don't know. Just it's a theme now. I think there's maybe. See, I was going to say that like maybe they think that the movie is like a secret music video we never noticed, but there's not <laughs> enough like music in it. But again, the, like uh, start talking about music is actually even funny about that to the uh, to the to the music in this movie because you had a lot to say about that in all three of these movies. Yeah. Let's start with uh, the first one, though. To, exp- to exposition slash universe limits. Oh, right. Okay, so I started a new category for these ones because something you kept bringing up is, and I never thought about this before, but if you haven't seen previous Marvel movies, things, like, it's not even just references, like some plot things like, who is this person out of nowhere and why, like, you know what I mean? Oh, yeah. So I wrote universe, so I thought universe limits was a good category for that because limit universe should be limitless, but like Obviously, there's a bit of a handicap on these I don't know if that's the right word, but like, there's a what's I'm thinking of blank spaces. I'm I'm using word right. Sorry, let's see Sorry, just some more of that clarification for this though. Gummy bear has not seen a lot of Marvel movies, and I don't know. It's weird because I saw I basically saw everything before End Game, so like I just kind of know I I, I like at least once, like not multiple times. So I know the gist of Like I had seen a lot. But like I never saw like
2: any of the Avengers movies until Infinity Wars. So I was just like, I gotta watch this one, I guess, for the hype. And then Endgame, obviously. Yeah. And it was easy enough to figure out what happened. I mean, I saw Guardians of the Galaxy. I hadn't seen like the last few Thor movies. I'm pretty sure I saw Iron Man 1 and 2. Pretty sure I saw the dr strange one um, yeah I don't know I'm not just gonna sit here and list them all off I don't know but I you know there's like some that I missed up to that point so it was like who's this kid anyway
0: <laughs> I get I see best
2: friends' story totally start like what I don't understand there's no establishing moment for that for me
0: no I get that and I that's why I have so I wrote out lists here. so I, I actually for every movie I kind of wrote out things where I thought re- plot information would be relevant, and you'd like almost have to see the other movie for the full understanding of it. But So, Iron Man 1 and, th- and or 3. for Okay, so to get, to get the gist of these ones, and I'll point out these moments in the movie, but yeah, so before seeing Homecoming, to understand everything fully, you get to see Iron Man 1 and or 3, Avengers 1 and or 2, and Captain America Civil War. Because that was actually the debut of Spider-Man.
2: Yeah, it, no, I don't think I saw that one.
0: Yeah, in the Marvel movies. And that's what's funny. So these movies, like, they only slightly connect here and there, but the big connecting tissue are the Avengers movies and Civil War. Because Civil War is post-to-Avengers movies. Jesus Christ. Yeah, I know, right? (laughs) Gotta think of a... Oh, shit, could you quickly just Google what year Homecoming came out, though? Because I want to further... Just for the timeline for these things, too, right? Because Sorry, I forgot to write that down. For some Mm -hmm. reason. Oh, yeah, so here. The intro, plot thread... 2017. 2017? Mm-hmm. okay cool so sorry the intro plot thread is tied to a movie that you haven't seen the avenger instant after the first yeah. avengers movie where there's a bunch of wreckage from the aliens and shit invading earth and this companies like contract to clean it up and then government people come in they're like blah 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 like this is now doing this stark industries is cleaning this up and then there's a whole thing with jesus christ who's the actor again why am i forgetting his name i love it michael keaton okay. yeah i think it's michael keaton He's like, oh, what the hell? These guys, they they caused this mess and now they're getting paid to clean it up. System's corrupt. And then they happen to have like a truck stowed away of alien shit. And they're like, oh, should we return this? Mm -hmm. And they're like, no, we're going to... Oh, yeah, then the one dude who's... Who's the guy? Who's the guy from fucking Severance? Remember the actor from Severance that you were all stoked about? Because he was in—he was the tech guy like with the Rickin, meme. the
2: guy who plays Rickon, I don't know yeah. what his name. Is.
0: Google cause he was because that's why I'm just bringing it up, though. I think, this, no, because go see Severance, everyone. That's great. And Rickon is in and this guy. So Rickon is in this movie. <laughs> but basically, he's already, he's fucking modifying the tech. He's like, oh, that's a shame. We could have built some cool stuff with it. And he's, like, experimenting with it. So then they're like, fuck it. We're just going to, like, turn it into weapons and sell it. And they're, like, kind of under the radar. So... Michael Churnis. Michael Churnis. So, Michael Churnis and Michael Keaton, who is playing Adrian Toomes, he, the Vulture, becomes like the Vulture with his mechanized wings, and he starts like scavenging weapons and shit from superheroes, and then turning them into weapons and selling them on the black market. So that's like the first ten minutes. I like this. I thought this was a cool thing with the Vulture, and I'll go more into that later, but I get that why you'd be mad off the bat, that's immediately, like, the the connect, The main motivation for the villain is tied to a movie you haven't seen, and they don't even, like, do a little thing, they don't really explain it, like, and again, maybe because, again, they assume everyone's seen these movies, but they're just like, I think that's the point, I think at this at this point they're like, fuck people who haven't seen them, everyone's seen them, and we don't care about you if you haven't. Rude. But... Because again, they, they only it's again two hours thirteen minutes. So you can only put so much into shit. But I do get that. That's I feel like the valid complaint from you though. Like I, I think that's valid.
2: Well, you know, pro- just that's just a thing that I think about. Like even if you're writing a book, or like you know, sometimes even with like different seasons of TV shows, there is a way to com- compartmentalize it just enough so that it makes sense to a new viewer. Mm-hmm. Or a new reader, mm-hmm. and that is a talent. Yeah, and I think which that, I've seen a lot of different properties do very well. Mm-hmm.
0: I agree with you. The I think uh, over time, I think especially now with them, like what's happening, what like, Disney's pounding with Marvel now, they're like they're just like lazier and lazier writing more and more stuff. It's all doing less, but and it's also the, it's the bubble. The bubble's bursting. It was an era just like westerns and war movies and so on. Yeah. Cop movies, all that kind of shit. But here, here's yeah. So this is like again. Here's everything that happens in the first like 20 opening minutes here. Then they don't really clarify who Tony Stark is. He's kind of getting <laughs> out. Of, he gets out of the car with Tom Holland. They have a great almost awkward hug moment. Or no, they have like an awkward hug thing, which is cute, or not non hug thing. But
2: they it was not even in the script. It was just
0: Tom Holland being awkward. <laughs> yeah, and then Tony, and then Robert Downey. Robert Dowie Jr. having good comedic timing, which he does have. Like yeah. he's he's he can be a funny guy. So but obviously,
2: I knew that it was Tony Stark because I I have seen. Yeah, movies. yeah, yeah. Like
0: I know, I know what you mean, right? Like, yeah, but it is like they don't. But again, too, like if you haven't seen any of them at all, and this happened to be the first yeah. one, you're like, oh, I'm a Spider Man fan. They, the first time they rebooted Spider Man since the Andrew Garfield one, like
3: yeah,
0: it's like oh, by the way, here's your homework. <laughs> Because uh, also then the all the video footage, which, again, I liked when I first saw the movie of Peter running around during the thing. Because there that's when he was recruited during Civil War to go help fight in the airport scene. Cool. I have issues with this because the whole thing was they did it as a thing to get Spider-Man into the canon because Disney made a movie rights with Sony. And Spider-Man did a huge role in Civil War in the comics. But it's completely fucking different. And I'm not saying, like, again, I don't think everything has to be the same. But just here's the difference in the scale of it where they could have just started out Spider-Man in his own movie they didn't have to do it in Civil War because in the comic book yeah. Civil War what happens is that Spider-Man originally reveals his identity coming on the side of Tony Stark who is pro pro super, superhero identities program yeah. and the thing is Peter Parker is he is he hid his identity for the longest time because he doesn't want his loved ones his like his ever-going never-ending conflict is not trying to get, trying to keep his loved ones safe and have them not be involved in the shit yeah right that is his never-ending conflict that's where all the drama comes from in the spider-man comics yeah so him doing this in civil war is a big fucking deal because he's coming on the side of the pro establishment but he eventually goes into the side of Captain america because he sees all the crazy shit that tony is doing to win the war and he does some crazy fucking shit like brings thor back from the dead and all sorts of fucked up shit stuff like that so it's like yeah they 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 end up making uh superhero gulags for the renegade superheroes that don't want to conform oh my god it's a fucking cool arc, but that's my point. So then he eventually goes over. So it's like it's a really big fucking deal. In Civil War, they get him to fight against the. Okay, so they have five, they have four super Avenger people, Avenger and random superhero people because like they also introduced Black Panther in Civil War. Uh, under and yeah, so it's so much shit. So they have like four people that are pro-establishment, five people that are anti-establishment. So they get Spider-Man the teenager with the web swing powers to come in to make it five to five, so they can have a cool airport fighting scene in civil war, which was <laughs> like all the trailers, the, the trailer was marketing. Right. And it was and that was just kind of it, right? So you just recruit another superhero and it happens to be Spider Man because he was a big deal. But it just saying like comparatively, it's you know what I mean, it's way more impactful in the comics. So it was kind of like they could have just started him off with his own movie. Because I didn't even, I didn't even dislike that they didn't make an origin story. I like that he's already established. Blade did that and it was fucking fine. Blade was an amazing movie. Yeah. Then, but I want to say, so it is clearly like one-to-one where you'd like, oh, if you've never seen a movie, Tony Stark is clearly establishes Iron Man 23 minute or 23 to 28 minutes into the movie. And like he's around in the start of the film, but that whole like thing is like, oh, Tony Stark is Iron Man, like it's said in a cohesive line like that. Mm-hmm. So that's I think that's like a, because again, dude, he's supposed to be Peter's daddy figure. So that's kind of a, that's something that needs to be like, obviously established right away. If That's a pretty cool thing. At least in my opinion. I still like this movie too, but these are things i am noticing more now after seeing it like a third time. Oh right, save this for the end too. It's a fun thing too. So we're gonna go. Oh, obviously total spoilers for this shit too. Obviously, sorry. Yeah. Very end of the movie though, because one more thing for Universal shit. This is where it goes mm-hmm. into. You know the Gwyneth Paltrow cameo at the end is Pepper Potts establishing Tony Stark and getting married to her, right? Mm-hmm. So that's a major Universal thread that gets resolved in a movie outside of Iron Man's main movies. Because I think a lot. I don't remember what year Iron Man three came out. Would you mind pulling that up, please? just so I can compare it, but Iron Man 3 came out at least two or three years before this one did. So they're establishing that, like, oh, yeah, he definitely marries Paper. Because, again, it's not like they break up at the end of 3, but it's established at the end of 3. They even quit being Iron Man. It's not like four years before. Four years. Okay, thank you. So then he, but then he comes back for Avengers and Civil War, so he doesn't actually quit being Iron Man. But then the whole thing about so everyone knows in movie universe storytelling, no characters aren't established together in after canon until they're married. That's just how movie lore works, right? Or all story lore, right? They have to be married to be like a way be together when you're not reading the panels, right? Maybe I'm not wrong about this. Maybe I'm wrong about this, but I feel like that's like you know that's universal movie canon. So this is established again in a movie outside of it. What if Paltrow didn't even know she was in this movie. What? Yeah, and that's because the. So, because, okay, so John Favreau had a cooking show, the chef show, and he had her, he had her on as a guest to do a vegan spicy soup dish.
3: Okay.
0: Yeah, it was a spicy pepper pot with pepper pots. He thought that was better. Aww. It was cute and like they had, they were fun together, but it was all, he, he mentioned her being in Spider-Man and she's like, What? Well, I was in Spider-Man. He's like, hey, we're in the end scene with that. And then <laughs> the person I was watching with pointed it out that they probably record, like they record those scenes in bulk. They just get her in whatever and they just put it in whatever they need to, right? Yeah. So it's like, that's kind of, that's kind of lame. Like, it feels kind of weird. But it's also cute, though, because Jon Favreau, like, he, I think, like, he is a nerd, too. So he is, like, again, I know that he's, like, everyone's like, oh, he's a Disney show now. But he's, like, he does, like, I think he does like nerd culture and, (laughs) like, comics and shit. Like that? Sorry. Sorry. No, it's okay. But, yeah, so I think that he does, yeah, so, you know, I, I think that his love of this stuff is kind of cute. Like, he does actually care a bit about it. Which I I I, don't know. I like John Favreau. I think he he seems like a cool guy. And then they have the end credit scene with Captain America and patience because every it has to have like ten million end credit scenes. Oh God, when do we get to the last movie? Remember the end credit scene in the last movie, Gummy Bear? Oh my God. Yeah, so I like this one. I like the Captain America. Haha, don't always wait for an end credit scene. You should be patient. You're like haha, patience doesn't always pay off. So <laughs> that'd be funny. They stopped doing the in-credit scenes for a while, but they never did. They kept doing them in the movie after that. So it's almost like they made a joke about it. But they're like, oh, see, we're self-aware of it. So it's okay, right? Here's 10 more in a trailer. Oh, yeah. Okay. So new characters. First category. Spider-Man, Peter Parker, slash Tom and Holland is, I'm sorry, Holland. <laughs> he, I think he's the most accurate Peter Parker. What do you think? Me, I agree,
2: yeah.
0: I think he's the best teenage Peter Parker. And he has a good balance between awkward nerdiness and smart ass talking, kind yeah. of when he's behind the mask. Uh, he's a good job at showing he's a small-scale, friendly neighborhood Spider-Man, like in his montage. Yeah, like it's very how it's cool how to make low-key they make them because that's his whole thing in the comics as well. Mm. Although Tom Holland is jacked, jacked as fuck, you made a comment air or quotes here. Tom Holland is too thirsty to be an Avenger. <laughs> Oh yeah cuz he's so like needy to Tony like hey uh, can I hey this can I like can I be a can I be an avenger? Yeah. Uh late spoiler he makes the right choice remaining a small local su- superhero though. So like he has a good arc in this movie I feel. Uh Ned, Tom's best friend or uh, Peter Parker's best friend kind of an addition to think of the new, newer character in the comics. I liked him, because I... Yeah. I do like that, because I think everyone, it's, like, again, there are some people that have no friends at all, like, at that kind of stage in high school, and I went through phases like that, but you know, there's, there, usually you have a best friend, or most people have, like, a friend, or, like, a best friend, right? So I, I just thought that was a good addition. I liked, I liked Ned's hat. I really like Ned's hat, Gummy mm-hmm. Bear. Uh, but I like the support, and he's not, like, a... Yeah, so I just like the I thought he was a good sidekick for Peter in kind of a way, but not in a lame way too, because he mm. got to he got to live his dream. Flash Thompson, again, favorite version because it's my favorite joke, is that he bullies Peter, but then eventually becomes a big Spider-Man fan. And that's not really established in this movie, but later on it's perfect. Oh, uh temporary love interest, I can't remember. I think her name is Liz. She's like the girl that Peter's pursuing the entire movie. <laughs> Sorry. Love interest. What do you think about the temporary love interest? That wasn't permanent. Um. Yeah, no, it was different. I
2: appreciated it being mm-hmm. a little bit more fresh, and it led into the, you know.
0: Yeah, I thought she had cute moments, too. Like, the whole thing about the leadership thing and getting everyone to do a rebellious activity. Like, I thought the I thought the love interest had these cute moments that were just mm. kind of, like, different from her character. It's like, oh, here's on the side of her. It's kind of cool. Like, I, I like that. I, and again, I think her name was Liz. I'm feeling like I'm going to ask because I can't remember her. But she's only We're around for the one. Me. She's only around for the one movie, and she's not the main one, which we'll get to. Later movies. Zendaya. MJ Reveal. but da ba <laughs> She's sarcastic, funny, smartass. I, I don't know. Some people don't like Zendaya, but I thought she was funny. Because I, I like being smart. I think she's awesome. I like, I like, sm- I like smartass humor. Uh, the villain. Adrian Toomes. As an antagonist. Let's see. Spider-Man wants to stop gun sales. And he wants to prevent that stopping of gun sales. So yes, he is an antagonist. <laughs> Adrian Toomes, The Vulture. Michael Birdman Keaton. I loved his characters. Motivations were understandable and relatable, much more so than Jamie Foxx's as Electro. Right. Or Harry's as Green Goblin. <laughs> Oh my god. So I think, I think it was just very refreshing. It was very like New Hope refreshing. Or, no, sorry, not New Hope. What I meant is... Um, I know that people are shitting on uh, the new Star Wars now, but it was kind of like a refresh after the uh, prequels. Yeah, so that's what I'm saying. We're like, I think that this was like the villain was a good refresh on like a on a previously bad taste movie. Yeah, pretty great. Pretty yeah, good. oh yeah, dude. And It shows the fallout of having supers in the world. Like, there's kind of a thing about the background in the world, and like and the kind of the, like you know shit that the damage that happens and the like, extra crap that kind of trickles down. So i thought that was kind of cool i like i like those those are my favorite details that what's happening yeah. in the background of the movie from superheroes like marvels is one of my favorite comics from the superhero from marvel because it's just about like people living around superheroes it's like around every people and like the shit that they have to go through and like getting fucked up because of super fights uh thematically his motives are more in line with the vulture as an animal as well because vultures scavenge for scraps and he scavenges for tech scraps and survives and thrives off them so i thought thematically it worked really well too like because in, yeah. like, in the comics in other medium, he's like he's an old man trying to suck people's youth out, which is kind of like a vampire Morbin thing. But it's oh god, we're bringing that up again. It's Sony Morbin is a thing, and everything, Jesus every Sony thing now Jesus. they've they've made through their they greenlit three sequels to Morbin, all starring Jared Leto, me- the method not. acting as a, as an actual vampire bat. Yeah, and, and at the same time, his costume, I thought his costume and his mask was cool. He had his, like his coat with the ruffle, like the aviator coat with the ruffled thing. Like it all worked. Like it all just worked for me.
2: Yeah. It, it, it looks great.
0: Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, then also I love that late plot, plot twist, later in the twist though, where ba bump, bump Liz's dad is the vulture. Whoa! Yeah. And they just like, there's no indication of it whatsoever. It was, that was actually a good plot twist. Like that got me in the theater. I was like, oh shit. Yeah. Cause then you get like these, um, those those intense scenes where just so tense in the car, yeah. Not even that. Just when he's in there, like when Tom Holland's in their house, and he just, he won't stop staring at Michael Keaton. It's the funniest fucking shit. Cause he won't stop staring at him, <laughs> and he's like, he looks at the mom for a second, like you see, like you actually acknowledges the mom for a second, then won't stop staring because he's seen Michael Keaton's face behind the vulture mask. Yeah. So he knows like that he's the vulture, and it's fucking. This again, it's hilarious because Tom Holland is. I think he's a great. I think he's a good actor. Yeah, so it's like this was just that was a like nice um detail in that in that um behavior, and then as like when he gets dropped off, and then there's that perfect scene with the green light thing because live Liz accidentally gives away Peter's identity because she's like, Oh, yeah, Spider Man, followed our class in DC, and blah blah blah. And then Vulture, then the green light hits, he's like, Oh, really? and yeah. like the, the it was perfect. Oh, that that was such a perfect like pen scene. Let's out. He's like, "Hey, Liz, I'm gonna get up here." The old dad talks. He gets out, then just immediately, boom, turns around, with a gun from the glove apartment. <laughs> Fucking <laughs> da, 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 da. So I don't have to tell you, don't interfere with my business, yo. Or I well, didn't say that. I don't know why. What I don't know why I did there. Just like whipping out the thing. I don't, why, did I say, why did I say yo? I don't even know what I'm doing with that. Fuck me. I'm such an idiot. This is the morning. This so is why I'm not at my best right now. So, but I did think it was funny. He yeah, pulls a gun out in the school parking lot. And then you commented that the music was a bit much in that scene. Yeah. It was just so fucking intense. It was like, duh, duh,
1: or whatever. Like, <laughs> duh.
0: But then he has a great bad guy suit upgrade. Like, his, he gets super vulture wings, which is badass. So, like, twice the size. And then he has, like, a good villain sales pitch to Peter. Kind of being like, these guys, they don't care about us, right? Like, you know, like, I'm just trying to make a, like, make a living and stuff like that. And the fallout of their world. And... It's funny because other reviewers pointed this out, but I do kind of agree that like that's a good, it's a, I think that's a good um, speech because it's like it's a good we're not so different to you and I like mm-hmm. it's better than that because it's more just like um, it's relatable where as a cynical adult you can kind of be like yeah yeah fuck the fuck the Tony Starks so or fuck the Elon Musk's and all them in the world right like we're just living in their scraps right we're just trying to make a living not mm-hmm. I'm not comparing the same thing Elon Musk is a tool but. Mm-hmm. But yeah, sorry, so that's kind of my... Uh, sorry, that'd be, like, the equivalent, I think. Right, here I am. Okay. A couple more categories, i we're going to take a break. So, positive points, negative mid picks, and stupid genius. Because remember, that was a theme that kept coming up as well. Yeah. So let's go to positive points. Awkward Tom Holland, da- Robert Downward Jr. hug. Awesome. Try and quickly change into, into his costume in the alley. Funny scene. Non-Marvel music felt like there were some parts that had like I feel some parts in a high school that had like non Marvel music that sounded like something that, like I would have listened to in high school, like something Ramones like. And especially with the final like credit themes. But it does have a lot of the generic Marvel music as well.
3: Yeah.
0: But I think that this is like I because again in the next two movies I don't remember any interesting music. This is the only one that had that's why I wrote it down here. This is the only yeah. one that actually had some like songs like, oh that's like kinda Ramones. I would have listened to that when I was in high school at age thirty one. Uh, Hannibal Buress is Coach Wilson and he's fucking amazing. I love Hannibal Buress. Yeah. He's great. Uh, then he just has like that throwaway line as Captain America being a war criminal, which is a reference to Civil War.
3: Right. But
0: that's like a really solid joke. So I don't consider that like an issue. But that is, again, I just love that it's, Hann- that it's Hannibal Buress because I didn't know, I didn't know who he was at the time. Yes, yeah. <laughs> So I finally learned about him in the last couple of years. I like the sandwich deli scene. It always makes me want a sandwich. I think that's like a New York thing though. I think you spend enough time in New York, you just start wanting sandwiches. <laughs> We both love the checked out teacher in the mechanical shop while just like Tom Holland and Ned are fucking around with an Alien Bomb. And he's like, keep your fingers away from the drill. And he doesn't even look up from his fucking crossword. Perfect. Oh, God. In the emergency situation in the elevator scene, uh, Flash tries to take the trophy or like prioritizes the taking the trophy, which is funny. Donald Glover, as the gangster character, was awesome as well. Like, yeah. He was yeah. funny. Yeah, and I think there's no, and this is the point, I think like 2017, even maybe 16, going beyond, there's not really any bad CGI in these blockbuster movies, because mm-hmm. just they have enough money to find it now. The CGI is so cheap, and they can hire hundreds of thousands of foreign animation and, C- and CG developers from foreign countries. I actually don't know how true that is. <laughs> <laughs> but it's like, there's so many hundreds of names, thousands of names on there. I'm like, I just, I assume there's like a fuck ton of outsource work as well. Maybe not. I might be wrong. Spider-Man jacks Flash Thompson's car. That was funny, too. Oh, yeah. Uh, I, think I forgot about that. Yeah, and I think there's like there's good setups to the plot and Final Heist, too, with um, Rickon asking regularly about, like, the high vacuum seal. Like, there's a couple times when he's bringing it up, so I think that was, like, a good thing. Oh, the Final Payoff for the big heist of the end. That's the big... Is it Coup de Gras? Would that be the term I use? No. I Maybe it's, like, the, uh, I don't know, like, the big... Uh, Climax. Climax. That's what I'm thinking of. I respect to Disney for making a joke about watching porn. <laughs> oh, right, because Ned's in the lab, because he gets to live <laughs> his dream as being a guy in a chair. And then the teacher comes in, he's like, what are you doing? He's like, because he's helping Spider-Man fight criminals. He's like, watching porn? <laughs> so, yeah, don't, Disney's getting spicy. Spider-Man gets crushed by a building, and it's fucking intense. That was like one... Of the most brutal scenes, I think I've seen, and it was fucking. I loved it.
3: Yeah,
0: it was up there with the Gwen Stacy head smack, where it was just like, oh god, you just like, oh, just like it's intense. Although that's a different feeling though, where that scene makes me feel like I'm crushed under stone. Okay, Gwen Stacy scene feels like a dead punch to the gut. Yeah, there's a funny awkward bathroom scene with Johnny F at the end. <laughs> it's like a student there. He didn't check to see if the stalls were empty when he's meeting. Peter in the high school bathroom, <laughs> like a secret agent. <laughs> and then the last scene with Hot and May saying, what the F? Because every movie ends with what the F now. Right. Every Spider-Man movie does. Negative nitpicks. There is more plot interaction with Happy Hogan than with uh, Uncle Tony. Again, I like Jon Favreau, but Tony Stark is the daddy figure, so it feels like that should be the other way around. It feels like Happy should be there for comic relief and... Robert Daddy Jr. should be there for like guiding Peter, semi, even like passively. I know he's like there a bit, you know what I mean? What do you think?
2: I don't know.
3: Like, sure. Maybe
2: I'd say that he kind of steps more into that role in the
0: second one. He's dead in the second one.
2: No, I mean happy.
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah, okay, fair. No, that's fair. Oh, okay, that's fair. Love interest has lip filler, because that's a thing now. I'm pretty sure Zendaya doesn't have lip filler, which is why kudos to her.
2: They all have lip filler now. What does Zendaya,
0: what does she do? Does she, I don't know. I, just, I don't, do I do not Either way, lip filler, gross. Oh, yeah, here's, I have a, here's actually, I thought this was kind of a significant bitch, is that in the final battle, he doesn't, like, deliver the final blow to Vulture, it's kind of like Vulture beats himself, and not, like, in a Green Goblin way, where he dodges out of the last minute and dies by his own hand, like, they beat each other up, then Vulture tries to fly away with the guns and then gets crushed under the weight of the stuff because the suit's wrecked. So it's like not like a, you know what I mean? Yeah. Am I saying it's like, it's kind of like he just kind of, like I you know he dies by his own hand, but it's kind of like, I think it was like a lamer than done in the past. Or like he's defeated by his own hand. Although they don't kill him off. Next category, Stupid Genius, which is at Disney. Is Tom Holland supposed to be a smart fucking kid that has these tiny spider trackers that he flips onto the villain's boots so he can track them to their secret villain warehouse? Or is he a fucking idiot who hits a mysterious alien device with a hammer and wood shop? <laughs> right? Like, again, small homemade spider tracker that's like a little... He sure shit didn't get that from Tony Stark. The implications that he had to himself. So why is Ned asking him scientific que- or sensitive questions about his like fucking secret identity in the goddamn gym room and in public? Are they fucking smart or are they, are they genius smart kids on a fucking like decathlon team for brains or are they fucking idiots? Which is it, Disney? I know they're teenagers. Sorry. That's okay, but I know they're teenagers. But that's that's a theme throughout all three of these movies. It's done for comic. I know it's done for comic relief, but it for me it's like a direct contrast to what they're supposed oh, to be. I
2: can't wait till we get to the third one for that. Oh Holy god.
0: Fuck. Okay, so Gummy Bear, here is your thing. Your notes. Oh.
2: Yeah, no establishment of the Tony thing. Marvel can't compartmentalize their movies. Disney Marvel, I guess I should say.
0: To be fair, too, actually, going well and throwback to, technically, in the first three Spider-Man movies, Toby Toby Maguire had James Franco as his best friend, as his friend, although they they kind of ripped apart as Harry devolved, right? So they have a more with the Ned thing. So I'm not saying this is the first time Spider-Man's had like a friend, but I like this take on where it's just like it's a chummy high school friend, not some dramatic thing where Harry's trying to like kill, like turn your girlfriend against you and play 40 chess and destroy your life. Because yeah. you're Spider-Man.
2: Yeah, there's no unique music. It's all Marvel
0: music. With the exception of like a couple of ramones things. I didn't like that. You, re- you take music very seriously in movies.
2: I do. It's important. It is very important. I don't know if that's mine or yours. Oh, that's mine.
0: Because I, I thought of this while I was wondering about that, because that's what... So speculation was when Tony and I have the whole scene where Keith, Spider-Man fucks out the FBI raid and on the ship, and then he's like, "Give me!" and Tony's like, give me back the super suit I gave you. And then he's like... Or then Spider-Man's like, no, I can't. I'm nothing without the suit. And then Tony says, if you're nothing without the suit, then you don't deserve it. Do you think that's supposed to be the thesis of the film?
2: I don't know. Isn't it the same thing with the vulture?
0: Was he anything without a suit? No so he,
2: is that a parallel between them? He
0: he well he wasn't, but I guess it wasn't really the same I don't know, that's the thing though, because he like would he but yeah, would he have been a super villain if he didn't have a suit? I don't know, that's interesting. But I don't think it parallels with the vulture. I thought that was more of like a thesis for his Sir Peter's art. Yeah. But, I don't know, like I said, I just wasn't sure, I, I, I wasn't even sure how much I felt about that, but I thought there was, like, because there was, I just felt like there was a lot of emphasis on that line, so, just wanted to talk about that quickly in the end. But quickly, so let's uh, end this and take a break, I mean, Bear, do you want to, or, sorry, And this movie, uh, would you recommend, yes or no? Yeah. Yeah, I would too, it's fun. It's good. Yeah, Michael Keaton, he's dope. All right, break down. from all day. Welcome back.
2: Yes, back again.
0: To Spider-Man Far From Home. Two hours, 20 minutes. Yeah. Well, aren't they all? Well, that's what I mean, though, is that the, I think the, the last one's even longer. It's like the longest of the long ones, too. Right. So it's just funny, because, again, we, again, I don't know, the, I only bring, bring it up as the Amazing Spider-Man, again, it seemed like it took forever, but they're all within the same time realm. So I think that's interesting on the, like, movie, you know? Yeah. Oh, one more thing, too, that I thought was funny. So we watched Spider-Man Homecoming. We watched Spider-Man Homecoming on Disney Plus.
3: Right, yeah. And
0: then we watched Spider-Man Far From Home on Netflix. And then Spider-Man No Way Home on Prime.
2: <laughs> it's kind of ridiculous.
0: Yeah, it was kind of fun. I might be getting the for the first and last ones backwards, but I have it here Spider-Far From Home on Netflix. So like I just thought that was funny that we watched all three Spider-Man movies on three different competing <laughs> platforms. Uh to es- to exposition. Pete is going on a Class Euro trip and wants a break from being Spider-Man. This does not go well. <laughs> Whole thing about who will replace Tony Stark as Guardian of Earth. And the attack of the element, there, there's an attack of elemental monsters and a mysterious new hero joins our hero. Super spoilers now. <laughs> this movie was like, what, 2018? 2019? It was like after Infinity Wars. This is like the first, this is the first post-Endgame movie. Right. Yeah. So, okay, Spider-Man, no Spidey. Whole theme is about him not following a plan, because he has like a 21-step plan to telling MJ how he feels about her, mm. while also trying to live up to Tony's legacy. And that's kind of what Spider-Man feels like he's doing in this one. Oh. Happy's unquenchable thirst for character development. Yeah. <laughs> So, Happy is thirsty for Aunt May, Marissa Tomei, and May seems to be hungry for Happy's dick, Johnny Favreau. In real life, she is out of his league.
3: Yeah.
0: <laughs> and Happy feels bad about banging Peter's aunt out. Lol. <laughs> <laughs> but, that aside, so. The I, and I made I'm making a joke about that until I'm dating Aunt May, but he does have like other kind of nice character moments, like being terrified of Nick Fury. He has a nice I miss you to Tony 2 moment with Peter at the end, when Peter has his like, oh my god, what do I do? Can't I live up to Tony? And so he has a they have a nice moment there, mm-hmm. as you said. But I think it's interesting that his character has developed in five minute segments over 15 different movies. <laughs> Because I think about to all the way back to Iron Man 2, which was, I, I don't remember if he was in Iron Man 1, but if he, I remember John Favreau's same in Iron Man 2 because there's a funny scene with Scarlett Johansson where they're like, it's like five minutes. But they're trying to get into a facility. Jon Favreau's like having an intense fist fight with this guy in the front door, and Scarlett Johansson's going down the hallway and taking out a bunch of guys with martial arts and gadgets, and like she takes down 15 guys. And in time, it takes John Favreau to take one guy down with his fists. <laughs> And that's the joke, and it's so that's like use five minute segments starting from there is what I say. Yeah, the class characters because the class is kind of a character in these movies. I feel also, which is kind of the whole high school thing, right? Because it's there's always that emphasis on it. But the class itself is the characters you got the same teachers you got like and again like they're more cameos in the last next movie, but in this one they are kind of a character in the Euro trip because they're all having like. I wouldn't say plots, but like side gags going on, like Ned and his romantic relationship and the black teacher toning tuning out. Right? I don't remember his name, but you know what I mean? I don't remember the actor's name, but like like so it's um sorry, like he tunes out on the flight. I'm sorry, because the witch's thing is it's one of the funny things I think. Sorry, because I just keep thinking about. I think about him tuning on the Flight in witches, and just keeps it makes me laugh. I like the, the black teacher made me laugh so much. I wrote. I think I wrote his name down. Yes, I did write his name down. Okay, sweet. Sorry, so I'm not an asshole here. So sorry. Let's go off and start with Ned. So first off, does Ned's hat know that he is cheating on it with another hat? But he's he so he supports Peter no matter what. Like in points in the movie, Peter has to get Ned to like vouch for him or do a kind of thing or be like, oh hey guys, no, this would be the opera would be fun because this, because they, they're trying to get people away from like danger zones. Yeah. So Ned is like always a supporter friend of Peter, which I think is cute. And then he has like a romance with Betty Brandt that's kind of funny. And then like there's a thing when they're text they're beside each other texting like I miss you to each other. <laughs> very I thought that was very funny in high schooly, so that was cool. MJ, uh she's not the focus and I like this. She's like a strong character in these small little moments where she's a smart ass but still kind of awkward. And she calls out the officer and then later she calls out the ob- or the obvious superhero disappearing disappearing and voice thing with Peter. So she's like, I figured out your secret identity. And then she's like half bluffing, but right. I thought that was I thought was funny she was calling out that trope. Uh Flash, again, this is my this is where it's at. Big Spider-Man fan, and like goes from like, oh, I think Spider-Man's cool. Hey Pete, with up, dick dickwad like immediately <laughs> <laughs> like in perfect. And but then he has a sad moment at the very end when you find out he's neglected at home, mm. and it's like his mom didn't come get him from the airport, and it's like oh, so it's like he's a neglected child, unfortunately. So he's lashing out at Peter. It's sad. The teacher is Martin Starr, terrified of another student getting killed on a class trip, as he like he refers to it like that. It <laughs> happened once on his wife, so it's, that's my favorite joke with him. Then JB smooth. He's checked out. He thinks the elemental watch monsters are because of witches. And I think the contrast between the two of them are funny because like one just does—he's just on vacation, doesn't give a shit. And the other one like overly protective. So I thought that was kind of a funny dynamic, as like little gags. See, this is what I mean. These are funny gags without the smart character being stupid. But there's more of that. Mm, yep. Uh, oh. Complaints about the older Asian kid though, Brad, which made no fucking sense for that plot thread. That made no yeah, guidance, because they're like... Confusing. Okay, so here's the here's, oh, context, because we're going to go into the limit, universal limits eventually, but... So this happened after the blip after, for anyone who hasn't seen Infinity War, half of existent human, half of old life got blipped out and just destroyed. There was like a five-year gap, and then everyone was brought back to life, so like every, half of humanity is aged five years, continuity-wise, and the other half is brought back as they were. So, how that's worked is that now, so the seniors they have to retake their or the class has to retake their year but then for some reason one of the kids that didn't get blipped is like five years older than everybody now and he's going with the class and he's not like a ta or something like that like he's in the class as a student like it's not like he's working yeah. like a teacher or something like that now it's a little bit weird. and even if it wasn't regardless of that and there's kind of supposed to be a thing where like he's kind of into mj and peter's into mj into mj so they're both kind of competing and, but this dude's like, he's five years older than Zendaya at this point. She didn't blip. And why, so why is he still in their graduating class? Why is he in his early twenties hitting on a 16 or 17 year old? And
2: did
0: you say she didn't blip? She didn't blip. I don't think so. Cause there, she, so, oh no, no, she did blip. Sorry. She did blip. i sorry. I got it backwards. She blipped. Yeah. She blipped. That's why she's the same age. Every, most people in the class blipped. Like he's the tall Asian kid. I think Brad was Brad was his name. So that was just weird. They kind of like, they, they try to write it off the line or they say it. They explain like how the aging thing worked, but then they just don't explain why the fuck he's in the class at five years older. Mm-hmm. That makes no fucking sense. But like, whatever. You'll see a decline in writing as Disney goes on foreshadowing. The villain, super spoilers, Mysterio, kind of. Well, I guess here's the thing. So they show in the trailer and if anybody's read a comic, you know he's the villain. Even though they try to be like, make it like a twist. So, okay, the whole thing in the plot this plot this in the whole movie is that Peter gets these MacGuffin glasses that can do anything from Robert Dyer Jr. or whatever. You know, like, fire god missiles and shit like that, and, like, hack phones, and you know, just yeah. be a big god on Earth. And Mysterio wants to prevent him from having the glasses. So Mysterio is an antagonist, technically. I hated this, because if you know Mysterio at all or even google his name the twist is not remotely surprising that oh he was the villain and everything was an illusion yeah it's only surprised people that would see a sequel to a spider-man movie but not know anything of the comic book lore and have not seen anything on the internet about the mysterio premise in the movie (laughs) those are the only people that got tricked by this plot twist uh i fucking hated this after an hour or so, Jake Gyllenhaal pretending not to be the bad guy as Mysterio, there's a five-minute exposition dump as how he's really the bad guy. Oh my god! And to be fair, he has a team, which I thought was interesting. Um, but there's like all like, so they're all a bunch of people that were all pissed off by Tony. So there's a background scientist from Iron Man that no one would have remembered if it wasn't for the Iron Man flashback. I sure as fuck would remember wouldn't have remembered him. Gooterman, the Goots, who's the scriptwriter for Jake Gyllenhaal's convoluted theater plan. Janice, the costume department, and she's in costume department and knows all the hot gossip for who's getting what. MacGuffin glasses. The plot twist is it's not one former scientist screwed by Tony Stark; it's a bunch of them, even from beyond the grave. Tony is making new supervillains.
2: <laughs> Gummy bear. Um. So maybe we missed this part. But I have an answer here that says he was chronologically five years younger before the blip. So now he's the same age as them. Says the first time Peter and the gang were sophomores in 2018, Brad was 11, and in middle school. They show him both ways in the movie. He didn't age out of high school in the five years of the blip
0: because he aged into high school oh okay that makes sense so we're
2: idiots that so we just missed that
0: when, wait when did they, they show... may have
2: said something about brad i i feel like they did say
0: something about brad and like we missed it like mm-hmm. I they just... say like he grew up but they make it seem like he was in their class beforehand why would they know an 11 year old that's also weird though why do they know even... why do they know a random 11 year old that's also weird for different reasons but okay fine so that kind of okay fine that makes sense but i have new questions now <laughs> Okay, fair, so we, we missed the thing. I wanted to rewatch that scene if we had time, but I just forgot. I've been playing Dark Souls too much. Either way, I stand by my whole thing about the villain stuff here. And I guess I have to retract my bitch about right Brad now. But, I'm and like, again, to be fair about the thing, I do like that the bad guys are a theater troupe, essentially, and the final boss battle is a theater production. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know, that just made me laugh. Like, I really did enjoy that. I thought that was a different take on it, but... So I didn't complete this like everything with just Mysterio, but I hate the opening hour of wasted time trying to be trying to be uh, like, oh, Mysterio is a hero, and I have a I have a counter, I have a better suggestion to how this could have been cooler. We'll get to that. So I also like that Jake Gyllenhaal is terrified of Nick Fury, like he's John Wick, like he talks about him, like you know you don't want to, like that you don't want Nick Fury on your trail, which I thought was kind of cool. Yeah. Uh, when Mysterio started being Mysterio, that was fucking awesome. Because then, like, when the reveal happens, he like starts. Peter gets these fucked up hallucinations, and like he gets hit by a train and stuff like that, and he doesn't know where he's which way's up. Like, that's Mysterio. That's what's terrifying about Mysterio. He's not like actually a strong fighter. His whole thing is that he can make you think you're underwater and you're drowning, and you're, it's just a sensory thing because yeah. of his hallucinations. I think it would have been way fucking cooler if. The whole movie had been a bunch of shit goes wrong or badly for Spider-Man, and he's kind of like things are going bad. I'm like, what the fuck are things going bad? And then it reveals that it was all an illusion, and it was uh, a, it was all an illusion. Eventually, and it was Mysterio fucking within this entire movie, and then he comes out of like from like a Wizard of Oz moment, like it was me behind the curtain, mm. and then he just fucks with them more, and that's the thing, right? Because I think it would have been cooler if like that as that as a reveal. And supposed to like no, oh, he's a hero. He's from a different dimension, yeah. and he has beam powers. I
2: don't know. I thought it was
0: fine. I disagree. Oh, th- I thought it was stupid. I do like that the final boss suit is a mocap suit though. That was funny. Yeah. Like when he's on the bridge and he's just like in one of those. I want to actually take this back though. So originally, I thought I was thinking it was kind of I was bitching about the disposable CGI drone army in the end for the final fight scene because that's just very like every superhero movie disposable cgi army but i want to retract that because thinking about it i think it actually makes more sense for this villain because mysterio okay so like in the comics it's actually kind of silly like he has cameras and shit in his suit that makes you think all the visuals are happening which is kind of like a weird thing so having like weird scientific drones with invisible technology that project holograms that is like okay i would buy that more than that I'm getting a f- fucked up image from, like, a bunch of cameras inside a helmet, you know? Yeah. So I think that is, like, I I, I want to retract that because I think that's the best way this could have worked. If, I don't know. Anyway, so I don't I don't dislike that much. But then he has the villain line I want you to think about in this movie. People need to believe, and they'll believe anything.
3: <laughs>
0: what do you think about that one, gummy okay. bear? Wah-wah. Fair. Yeah, I like, I think the, I like the Michael, and I like the, First one better with Robert Darney Jr. The suit one. yes. Positive points and negative, negative nitpicks and neutral notes. I like the theme about who will fill Iron Man's boots. Again, I'm more interested in the background shit happening in these Marvel movies and what's actually happening, usually. And I just kind of wish there was more of that. Uh, you just pointed out Raimi references, which I'm not... Yeah. Sure, because you also thought that happened in Homecoming, actually, to give you credit. Because you thought the whole vultures thing with him taking out those pillars was a reference to the Green Goblin thing, which is fair. I could see that. But then you said uh, Pizza Time and it's a flock of birds. Oh, fuck, the flock of birds. That was from Goddamn 3. Because there's like Spider Man jumps into the mega hologram, and then he's like, what is it? He's like, oh, it's a flock of birds. And that was the third one <laughs> with like Sandman creation. So yeah, I think these, I agree with you. I think these are right references. I liked Pete's search for a fancy necklace from a small skilled glassmaker to win MJ's heart. I thought that was a cute little thing. Mm-hmm. And Stark has funny burns from beyond the grave, making fun of how like he wouldn't or he wouldn't have got something because it wasn't a Star Wars reference. <laughs> and then there's the Nick fury line. I love when he's like, "I'm just a neighborhood Spider-Man." He's like, "Fit, please. You've been to space." I think that's a great line. Yeah. Uh, Pete accidentally punches out Flash in the van or in the bus, which I thought was funny too. (laughs) Ooh, but you can see a bit of uh plot convenience power. So, and they do actually see this. So, but you'll notice during the lava fight, there's a drone that gets taken out in a single shot and falls off to the side, and that's the one that MJ or the camera or whatever that they happen to find later. Oh, nice. So it is nicely show that scene, but it is kind of like weird. I'm again, I'm not a big fan of that. Like they happened to find the drone, and that's what led him to discovering Mysterio was lying. That just seems super lucky. It was. Uh, but they, uh, but again, to the credit, they at least show the scene of the drone getting, like, knocked down, I did see it this time. Uh, so to be fair, they do have a thing with that. I was pretty lucky. I thought the Night, night Monkey thing was funny. Oh, yeah. Uh, that was just a funny little joke. The... Oh, and then, like, yeah, the whole paranoia scene with um Pete with Tom Hall or Tom Hall, Pete sorry, Peter Parker and Happy Happy in the field, whereas tell telling something only you would know and cause he's like fucking paranoid about the illusions. Cool. That should have been more in the movie. Like that would have been fucking great. And that's I'm not trying to go like thriller, but that's what would be scary about Mysterio, right? Yeah. And then they make another joke about Tom Holland getting a saucy movie on demand, <laughs> charging it to Tony Stark. So that and yeah, and I did like the I think I really like the the end credit sequences are good in these movies. Like they, they always like for the first bit when they have a song and some cool art visuals. I always like those. Here are my negative nitpicks. Pete jumps from the bus with his class filled, and they're all looking out a window, and nobody fucking saw. It was a bit stupid. <laughs> Maybe comic cookie, but uh, I was like, oh, yeah. uh, why did the glasses not say anything when they were being surrounded by a bunch of former Stark employees? <laughs> Why is Edith, why is Edith similar to the one that Captain America destroyed And oh yeah, why does the Edith, okay, so the Edith system about the drones being like, that can like kill anybody at any point in time. So there was a whole thing in Captain America 2, the Winter Soldier, where there was like a system that was like a massive airship that was just going to be able to kill anybody they whenever they want, so they had to take that down. So the Edith system with the drones is basically like a more advanced version of that. So it's like, why do the good guys have this system that they're trying to stop the bad guys from having? That's okay, but that's kind of a that's <laughs> kind of a good point, I think, by made by other people. Yeah, plot comedian's drone. I'm not sure how I feel about this. These are like the more neutral things, but it was kind of more of a comedy than a superhero movie. But, like I didn't hate that, I just thought that was an observation. Also, they don't clarify the Peter tingle. It kinda of works when he needs it to, and then doesn't work when they need to see her to kick the ass. And throughout both of these movies, there are no interesting edits. Sam Raimi's editor, you were the best at this shit. Yeah. Disney editors, you could fucking learn a lesson in, in interesting editing. I'm just saying. Stupid genius. Why were the God Glasses given to a teenager with no tutorial? He almost kills a fucking classmate when he's just trying to delete a text right? message. Why give God Glasses to a stranger? He just met after one fight together. The glasses were on the floor, he's and they do, they do it as a joke because he's just a team. But that's fucking retarded. They're MacGuffin glasses. Why are they on the floor? Yeah, that's I know they do it for a joke. That's fucking retarded. Gummy bear. Oh, sorry. I was gonna say. Well, it's not really much, but you didn't really say a whole lot during the whole movie. You mostly commented saying that. Oh yeah, because there was like four or five end credit scenes, and you commented. Eventually, it'll be a whole lot, a whole movie after the credits, foreshadowing the trailer we were gonna see in the next movie at the end of the credits. <laughs> Universal <laughs> Limits. The movies get the most. Okay, so here's the movies to get the most things out of this. I'm not talking about references. I'm talking about actual, like, plots. Iron Man 1 and 3 again. To. Not a lot. Like, all that happened was Nick Fury name drop the Avengers in 2. That was the only right, thing that well. happened. Spider Man Homecoming 1, Captain Marvel, because of the fucking scrolls. Yeah, which I didn't understand at all. Exactly. That. And. Infinity War 1 and 2 to understand where, where, the, where the fuck people went. They kind of have a away line with it, but to comprehend it you need those movies, I think. Yeah. Uh Oh, Gummy Bear. Do you want to know how Nick Fury got his eye patch? Because they show that in Captain Marvel. Sure. He gets scratched by an alien kitty. Oh my god. So it's like a kitty that looks like Tippy. A beautiful kitty, a <laughs> tippy. But it like has like an alien form and then it just scratches his eye and that's how he gets his iconic eye patch. Wow. Just a little key scratch. That's interesting. Yeah. Again, I comment, I like Happy Hogan's development over 15 movies, but it's hard to appreciate if you haven't seen them all, because it's in five minute chunks. The after credit scene, I just have a blank stare emoji, so interpret that how you will, because I don't even remember it, but I wrote that emoji, because that's how I felt. <laughs> Uh, oh, fuck me, I remember why. The goddamn end credit scenes. The most significant scenes were after the credits, and they both pissed me the fuck off. So after the credits, there's the reveal that Spider-Man is framed by Mysterio and his identity is revealed. Why is that after the credits? Right. I know that, like, maybe they want to keep people around for the credits, fine, but, like, that's the biggest thing in the movie, plot-wise, is that his identity gets revealed and he's framed for Mysterio's murder. Is that not the biggest cliffhanger? Yeah. Why is that after credit scene? That's fucking, that's bad. That's just a bad choice. That was a bad design choice. Even worse one. Nick, okay, the entire movie, Nick Fury and Robert Shcherbatsky were scrolls. They were, like, throughout the entire movie as characters. Then turns out they were these shape-sifting scrolls. So anything that Nick Fury said or did in this movie, or she did, was irrelevant because it wasn't actually them. Because Nick Fury was on vacation in space. So, the entire movie was pointless. Everything happened. Everything's back to where it was beforehand except for his identity reveal. Yeah. I fucking hated that. That was fucking dumb. It was pretty dumb. And, I don't know. yeah, I don't know. So, one after-credit scene used to be the standard. Now it's two. These ones were not good. One should have been in the movie. The other one should have been cut, I think. Like that, yeah. Now,
2: on to the next Well, one. I have one thing about the. The scene with the revealing of Peter Parker's identity and the choppy edited footage that makes it look like it <laughs> says "kill them all" or whatever, <laughs> even though I think like nobody even like died except for like the serial. Actually, yeah. Now that I think about it, nobody actually died from that. So like, it's like, did okay? So was there a mass mass death from the drones? No. Then what the fuck? But so that's one problem that I have with it. But this the other problem that I have with it is. So it's edited probably by, like, his
0: group or whatever. The theater troupe um, of evil. But
2: the thing is, is that wouldn't Peter just have, like, the full real footage? And From... then just be able to put that out? Actually, yeah, that's a good point. I didn't even think okay, about like that. Okay, like, the biggest problem is that his identity's been revealed. But then there's also, like, oh, his identity's been revealed, and they people think he's a fucking evil person because of the edited footage. But then they, they could just be, like stark industries or like whatever those people could just be like no here's the actual footage uncut because it's like obvious who we cut
0: in the edited version because well, they try to build off that in the next movie and those are all the parts where i was like what the fuck none of this makes sense because we're gonna go into that when we talk about the next movie yeah. but the uh but yeah the uh yeah there's like you're right he would have all the footage i didn't even I, you're right about the whole um like they could just reveal or show that shit but I even bring up actually after he says kill them all that is when he said that that's when the drone stopped attacking so wouldn't you be like at that point in time even if there was some death that happened during the calamity you would notice that from that point when he said that all oh, the drones stopped working so wouldn't you yeah, you as it's just doubling down on what you said or reinforcing yeah. it wouldn't you immediately know because that's when the destruction stopped or ceased so yeah like none of that really makes sense as a thing so, but also ends with another Tom Holland saying what the fuck, because Disney's getting saucy with these <laughs> days. Alright, we're taking take another break here. I'm going to eat a burrito and we're going to talk about the next Spider-Man movie. No Way Home. Alright, that was it. Alright, somewhere going home. My from shoving all day so slow, slow, slow. Spider-Man, Spider-Man, does whatever Spooderman can. Welcome back. Why are the coming bears looking at me? So yes, we saw this one on Amazon Prime, so we would have seen Homecoming on Disney+. Plus. Mapping it out. Because the notes at the top here. No way home is two and a half hours.
3: That wasn't bad, yeah. Yeah.
0: I'm sorry. The joke wasn't clear at the beginning of the episode. The same or the the beginning of these, but the same dude directed all three of these movies. He directed like, a couple of music videos and then the three Spider-Man movies and like one other movie, and that was it. Didn't we say? No, we did. But I was like, when I, sorry, I wasn't clear that it was his three Spider-Man movies were these three Spider-Man movies. Oh, okay. I guess I like sorry I did say that, but I didn't clarify it was it was the specifically the Disney ones. Just for any clarification. I don't, but I don't remember his name. Like even I'll even remember Mark Webb more because he did forty five music videos. Statistically, <laughs> I've seen one of them. All right, so to expo- to exposition, Spider Man and Co are living or sorry, their lives are in ruins because of his identity reveal. So like they're trying to get into college and they're like, no, you're too related to Spider Man. We can't do it. And blah blah blah. And so everyone has shitty lives now. Rocks are being thrown through his window because he's being blamed for Mysterio's death. Which was I think I have a complaint about that, but theres kind of a weird I know there's like a thing about dumb mob mentality, but we'll get to that. but anyway though so he connects with Dr. Strange who is played by eggs come eggs cucumber. yeah and he wants him to cast a complicated memory spell to make things regular but this goes wrong and multiverse villains ensue. indeed so that's the general plot. spoilers. Tom Holland looks much older in this film than, than he, I guess maybe he should, but he's like still good and awkward. So maybe there's a bit of an age gap. I think this, this movie was made post-COVID, though, so that's probably why. Yeah, it's been a few years. Yeah. The class. Ned, he clings to his guy in the chair identity. This is stupid. Oh, no, sorry. I didn't say that stupid. I mean that he is stupid. Like when he's taken in by the FBI, because the FBI oh it's the whole thing of like the FBI or like some government body that pulls Peter in like blah 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 you come to Syria, blah blah blah, we're accusing you and like you did this, and so there's the whole thing he's pulling all his friends in. And there's kinda of the whole thing where MJ doesn't give him anything, but then Ned is like the guy who co- coaxes him into be like, No, I did this thing, I helped Spider Man do this, because Ned's a fucking idiot because it's funny, haha. He's smart, but he's an idiot. Yeah. He told the FBI things. The FBI have a weird throwaway line to be like, Nick Fury's been off world for a year. What are you talking about? But then that's kind of stupid because why were the scrolls impersonating him if he's been off world with the scrolls? Like, Nick Fury wouldn't tell the governing body. Like, he's in charge of protecting yeah. Earth. He wouldn't tell people like that. Like, this seems like, a, like. I don't know. This all seems very like. I don't know what the deal with the FBI following Peter is. Like, it was none of it really made sense from a plot standpoint. I'm going to go mm-hmm. more to that. MJ. They don't waste a shit ton of time on the romance, which was good. We know that they love each other. They want We don't have to have them break up and get back together four times in a movie. Oh my god! It's just much simpler this way. Yeah, it wasn't like the focus. Of yes. Ten plots. Yeah, it was. A, it was happening, but it wasn't enough to be like a plot. Point. It wasn't enough to be a plot. It. She is a good girlfriend. She's able to find Pete, and I actually, I think. I think one of the cutest moments is after his whole tragedy, which we'll talk about, but she she knows where to find him like the place where he goes to be alone i thought that was really cute making me cry a little bit right now so then that's like a good girlfriend just because that's like a good partner a good partner would be like yeah like they would know how to find you like that so i thought that was cute Mm -hmm. and their final final moment right before uh the final memory wipe is really sad because she tells him to find her oh coming bear she looks so sad uh the teachers um the teachers have a quick funny moment but it's that's just kind of that's it and, uh, hannibal rest uh, returns to be a hilarious asshole <laughs> he's like and all the teachers like again the teachers are all within their personality uh the beardy guy with glasses is like it's okay we're fine like you're welcome back and then the hannibal burst is like you killed stereo man you're a murderer." <laughs> 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 so fucking funny. Uh Flash dyes his hair blonde for some reason. Um but Flashpoint the book is funny. I wonder if though DC can like sue for that. Oh doesn't uh, Daredevil make a cameo too? Oh yeah. Well I think that was gonna be in the I think I'm, I think refer to that in the future. But yeah, Daredevil has a cameo, but he's not really a character. This is like it's a future thing. Yeah. Sorry. I think well, the last thing here, then they have the whole college plot, which I wasn't sure if it was going to be a one off thing, but the whole, it's like an ongoing theme that the, they're trying to get into college or you, what was it, Harvard or Stanford or something? something one of the, you know. Trying to get into a big name, a college that gave the movie a donation for a plug in a Marvel movie. It was an advertisement. Crinkle, crinkle. I'm leaving that in. <laughs> All right, so the villains. Uh, there's no clear one antagonist trying to prevent Spider-Man from meeting his goals because they all kind of have their own motivations. This is where it gets a bit messy. So, Doc off. Hawk. Alfred Molina. Oh yeah, so here's the thing. So, Peter is like getting... Oh yeah, sorry. So, Peter obviously getting strange to cast a memory spell, fucks up. Everybody that knows Peter Parker's identity from across the multiverse can now enter the world for glitchy, glitchy, magical, timey-wimey reasons alfred Molina is in in after 30 minutes into the film they don't waste time on getting a villain in finally sony got the fucking g- understood what the fuck they were doing wrong don't waste your goddamn time on that shit or to go back to what you're doing originally because i guess to be fair green goblin was established well like well yeah. uh but yeah he is a he is the age fuck <laughs> yeah but i still loved him and oh god he was great and what was that movie shout out to that movie we saw we want to eventually talk about but um promising young woman he was fucking great in that that was he was i loved him in that he was intense uh sorry back to spooderman though i'm saying that now because you taught me sorry don't apologize i love it uh the lizard He's already well fleshed out in I would, like I already thought he was well fleshed out in um, Amazing Spider-Man to be fair. Like I thought Connors was one of the I don't remember after some back vote that you might too much, but I did actually mm-hmm. think he was one of the better parts of Amazing Spider-Man. His motives were fleshed out and kind of to the brink. They showed his desperation. So they didn't focus on him a whole lot, which I thought was smart, because he didn't need to. Like he didn't he didn't have issues. Electro, aha, Electro, he needed the time. Yeah. Sandman. Also now here, they didn't focus on him, but I think that's because he was already extra in the movie. So they're just like, yeah, just be extra in this movie and hang out in the background. S- spend a day in a sound booth and we'll
2: Mostly, get you your paycheck. He's basically sand the entire time. Yeah, well that was the thing. Same, same with the
0: lizard. The lizard. He's yeah. also
2: just a lizard.
0: Yeah, they basically had one shot of them turning human, which is more than what I thought. I thought they were going to do the entire thing CGI the entire time, but they didn't. Which is like, okay, because then they got Disney money. But that was obviously because they could spend a day in a sound booth as opposed to like a month on set. Yeah. Makes sense. Yeah. Oh, and both also Lizard and Salmon are both CGI exposition, exposition dumps. Yeah. Ba- basically, for like things. And I guess this kind of makes sense because also going into uh, the list for this movie, haha, the list for understanding this movie is oh, funny. Yeah. Uh, but I do appreciate they didn't try to make them do the Sinister Sticks. Sinister Sticks. They just like had the them. Sticks. Oh god, the sinister the Sinister 6. Yeah, I like they didn't try to do that. So I thought many kudos for that. Electro, holy fucking shit, best revamp. Thank you, Jamie Foxx, for being an awesome fucking person. Or awesome yeah. actor. He got a good revamp. Everything was cool better with him, his character design. Uh the dubstep thing is still silly. Yeah, they kept that in. Yeah, they did. And I don't know why, but it was like whatever. That's just that's a nitpick. Everything else they improved upon they had a quiet reveal with him in the background, which I thought was fucking tense, because they just, like, have him. he basically just, like, shows up in the background, and you see, like, everything forming behind Peter yeah. while he's having a conversation. I fucking love that. Like, I thought that was fucking cool. He's better, he's more powerful and energetic, he has, he gets to do it, he's like, they're like, Jamie Foxx, just do your personality. He's like, yes! Because Jamie Foxx yeah. is a charismatic personality, and, like, he, that's what he's good at. So, he's, uh he gets to do that, and he's, um, yeah, so like, oh god, so it, it reaffirms that Spider Man or Amazing Spider Man 2 was bad writing. That was not any of the actors' fault. That was the <laughs> writer's fault. JB Fox, when given material, he can bring it, and it was fucking good. Electro should be, he's made of electricity. He should be an energetic character, not like an introverted, like, shy, neurodivergent person. That's like, that makes no sense for the power. Although, funny thing though, they have. Electro and Sandman have a funny comparison joke because of the whole multiverse thing. This is the best part: is they get to make jokes about this kind of shit because yeah. they both fell. They both fell into pits. They both right. fell into they fell into scientific experiments. <laughs> and then Jamie Foxx, or er, Electro has that line: "Better watch me fall." <laughs> 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 I do. Yeah, man. I, okay. so I'm just now actually want to coin this That's though. because
3: we made fun of it so hard. Too.
0: Yeah, but it was great. Like, well, yeah, well, I think everyone did, which is fun. That was like a good, funny way of them acknowledging it. But I want to say though, I'm just going to now coin at Jamie Foxism. I realize he does this in a lot of his roles when he's playing Jamie Foxx. Jamie Foxx is playing cool Jamie Foxx. He does a sentence, but then how he drops off the word, like, but watch we fall. Or like, You never want to know what danger will be. Like, he drops like that he does it. Like, <laughs> he drops it. <laughs> Because he did that fucking sorry, baby driver, <laughs> similar character, <laughs> except maybe that one's more psychopath. Anyway, though, so yeah, cannot stress how much better he is in this movie. He is he is actually redeemed. So when people talk about redemption in this movie, I feel like they're sixty percent talking about him because he was the villain that kind of got like the worst shaft in all of the new Spider-Man movies. I th- I would say. Mm-hmm. They didn't try to do the Goblin Disease Green Goblin. They did Willem Dafoe. Smart choice. Yeah, what the fuck? Yes. A lot of Spidey villains are, although we also realize now that a lot of Spidey villains are evil scientists, because we have the Green Goblin, Electro, or he's a scientist in this movie, uh, Dr. Octopus, and the Lizard.
3: (laughs) Yeah.
0: A lot... I love that Norman is still like a weird mesh of schizophrenia and split personality disorder, even though it's not an accurate portrayal of how those things work. But it, whatever, it's, you know what I mean? It's not, they're not trying to name it either, right? He's just, he's crazy. They're, he's fucking insane. He's the Green Goblin. That's yeah. the point. It's not supposed to be a nuanced take on mental health. He is an insane bad man from crazy chemicals. Mm-hmm. He acts like Innocent Norman for a bit. Plot twist, he was faking. He was really evil Green Norman this entire whole time. <laughs> He does a bunch of, le- oh yeah, and actually I complained about, I originally complained about this because he does like an- a bunch of overly cartoonish expressions with his face. And I feel like this is because, I don't know if someone told him like, Willem Dafoe, you've been meme so much from Spider-Man, so really lay into it. Because they even do the re- meme reference where he's like, I'm something of a scientist myself, you know, he does it himself. So I don't know if they told him to do that, but I actually have to retract that as well because I noticed that when he was fully cured, he actually stopped it he started acting like a normal human. So you can assume all the crazy yeah. faces were actually the Green Goblin just being crazy.
2: Yeah, that's what I would say.
0: Yeah. That's just willing to go in
2: the character. He's not trying to make a meme out of himself.
0: Well, that's he where I make one, then make one. Yeah, I know. But it just seemed, like I said, it just, seemed more, it just seemed more like he was going hard, leaning harder into it. Like, obviously, when he was, like, Spider-Man, he was just making a movie or doing a Raimi movie, where now he's, like, going really hard into it. Not a big complaint. I just, that's something I thought. But again, I got, kind of got resolved. His villain speech this time around was kind of meh, but his character's design was cool because he didn't have his full armor. He had, like, the hood and shit like that. Oh, yeah, so it was I, classic. It was
3: classic. Mm-hmm.
0: I like the new Green Goblin design. He had, like, some... Yeah, he just had a goblin hood in shades. So that was fucking cool. I think he does a good job of being insane. Like, Absolutely. I really... Yeah, Willem Foe was fucking awesome in this movie as well. He kills Ma in a fucking tragic scene that oh, made... Oh, my God, it, I hated made, that. Yeah, made him cry. Uh, I... 100% cry. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, so sorry, throughout the entire movie, all the villains want the MacGuffin box for different reasons. So there's like a MacGuffin box to... Are, are they clear on what it exactly does? Doctor Strange kind of says what it does, but... It's the spell that's like being all like, whoa! But they it all want it to, be, to be like
2: destroyed. Or like, it's the button that will destroy the spell that's like gonna get worse.
0: It'll send them back or whatever, right? But then yeah. it seems like a couple of them, like Green Goblin guy wants to harness it or call... I don't know, it's just like their the motives are... I don't remember if it worked on all the motives, but all their motives are kind of like that was a bit confusing, a bit confusing with it. I thought the end fight with Sam just wanted to go home. Yeah, so Sam just he wanted was like, to go home. Fuck you guys! He I didn't just care. Want to go home. But they started being a villain too for some reason, which made no sense because he just wanted to go home. But I think they all he just, did. More was he pissed off at that point, like fuck you, I want to just, go home. Eh, he was just, he just, he was just. Well, again, they just put him in because he was more redundant. But whatever, in the movie it was fine so oh but then he's like yeah so he stabs tony sorry so he stabs stabs toby mcguire after he saves him from tom holland about to kill him with the glider and then so yeah so he's about to kill norman with his glider again and then toby mcguire saves him and then green goblin stabs toby mcguire because he's an insane asshole and then they cure him but i thought the end fight was fucking intense like that was a good fight they had like daybreak happening they were on like a floating skip of wreckage it was cool I like that entire, I like, I like the the ending fight scene was really awesome. It was really good. With everything all well put together. Themes and the themes of all the Spider-Man. Yeah, so let's go into the themes, and because my next category here is the Spideys. Because the whole thing in this movie is that, because it's all magic is involved To Ned gets a sling ring, which is that ring he uses to open up portals. Mm-hmm. And because his family apparently has magic in their blood. And then they just happen to open up universes that happened to allow the Spider-Man to come in. Because... I'm fine, I'm fine. Yes. Mm. I was going to make a joke about plot convenience, but you're right, because they're trying to find Peter. Because you have to visualize where you want to go with the Sling Marine, so that actually and tracks. All, they had both already flipped over... To this universe, so it's not like they were opening up different universe. They were already like confused. They were like, no, the slinger isn't teleportation. It opens up to other universes.
2: No, but not. But in this, they had said both of them said that they they like fell into this universe because of the spell thing that happened. Uh, so they were they were like in New York. They were, they were in the, oh, the same New York all at the same time.
0: Maybe I'm wrong too, because the Sling ring, maybe it is only in one world. I don't remember exactly. I don't remember. Dark mm-hmm. Strange. Okay, fair. That's it. Yeah. So that's so I can't I can't bitch about that. Andrew Garfield. He is still good as cocky shit talky Spooker Man. Uh, and I love just how he gets the cobweb. And he's just like, Why should I do this to you? He's like, Fine, Spider Man. Can you get the cobweb? <laughs>
2: that was cute. I thought it was funny the reaction to um Toby
0: Maguire just having it like come out of his wrist. Oh, well, there's one way to get into that. I'm, I'm gonna get into all those jokes. That's uh, so we'll save that for a second here. But that's like he uh but then he has this whole moment where he gets to the redemption too where he saves MJ. Because, or Andrew. is it, yeah, Andrew Garfield, because then is falling, and Andrew Garfield saves her. So he gets his redemption because he fucked up with Clint Stacey, remember? Yeah. So that's that. Although my favorite joke, shout out to How It Should Have Ended, was that she dies. He's like, I'm so bad at this! <laughs> <laughs> uh, Toby Maguire, also good in his returned role. He has a good moment in mentoring Tom Holland through a loss. Well, they kind of all do. Like, I thought that was very good. Mm-hmm they were so I, like in a way and again i don't know like i i appreciate each actor for each version of peter parker they've done although i had criticisms for kind of all of them so to speak yeah there's a lot of little funny jokes about the different universes though as you said the webbing. yeah which is hilarious the uh pete had a oh yeah then ned asked toby mcguire's like if he had a, if he had a best friend and he's like i did he tried to he tried to take my girlfriend and kill me <laughs> And it's so fucking. that made so hard. Yeah. Like, oh my god! And then um, Tom Holland tries to explain the Avengers to them, and they're confused. <laughs> uh, they both have back problems, or they have back problems, and like they crack each other's backs, and they do the wet fluid. Like, yeah, sorry. Oh. They're so funny, and like I like these little things. Uh, although I wish they, I wish someone had called them a roving roving gang of night monkeys. <laughs> yeah oh and they also they discuss the peter tingle but then it just kind of makes it also confusing but because again they're not clear about it with tom holland but i think they i think they weren't clear with that with andrew garfield either but toby Maguire was consistent to be fair Mm -hmm. oh and then andrew garfield says that he loves the other spider-man and they don't say it back
3: Oh, that was so cute. I love you guys. Uh, that would
2: have been me. If I was if I was one of the three Spider-Men, probably three, yeah.
0: that one. So if you're, like,
2: oh, man, I love you guys. If you were
0: three gummy bears in from different multiverses yeah. with different podcasts with different Captain's Kids, you'd be like, I love you guys. Yeah. And then they'd be like, okay. <laughs> See, that's the thing. is, I feel like one version of me would say that and the other two would be an asshole and be like, hobo. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know. I feel like if you split my split me up, I'd get varied results. Yeah. Uh... <laughs> Tom Holland, though, he has to make a noble sacrifice. He chooses to keep those he loves from danger. So at the very end, he does find MJ Mm -hmm. and the whole romantic thing after, because her and Ned have forgotten him because the memory spell is completed. But he makes a sacrifice to not get them involved in his life because he cares about them and loves them and remain a reclusive Spider-Man to protect the people he loves. Well in a line with this whole character. He breaks his promise to find MJ, breaking more promises, because he spent 10 minutes with Andrew Garfield, and now he thinks it's okay to break promises. Uh, let's go to positive points and negative nitpicks. Positive. Immediately there is a news chopper on him, like it literally picks up with the last movie left off, and there's a news chopper on him as soon as the pod JJ pod JJJ podcast. Yeah, rolls. like there he is right in the middle of a crowd in New York. Oh, like okay, we forgot to even mention that. Then the breaking news thing at the end of the first movie was a cameo from J.K. Simmons.
2: Right, I forgot
3: the to whole mention J.K. That. Simmons
0: thing, and he was Alex Jones in this movie. Yeah, he, no, he was Alex Jones, he had more of a role in this movie, like, as a, just a, as a side joke, which is perfect. Yeah. yeah, he's kind of just mocking that. And I think that's funny, though, because I think modern day, speaking actually about that, because I recently learned from, like, more stuff in the comics, that comparatively, if you're going to different newspapers, the Daily Bugle would be the equivalent of the National Enquirer in Canada. So it's like it was like oh so it was like a shoddy it was always a shoddy newspaper and that's why Jay Jones is the editor because they're just one of those ones right so the modern version of that would be a Alex Jones type thing which is I thought was I thought that was clever that was funny, yeah. yeah oh yeah Happy Hogan is crying for being dumped which I thought was funny but you cried <laughs> you feel bad for him and then Happy hogan's sleep after a mask was funny because that John mm-hmm. that wasn't even that's just John Faber, and they just sleeping on set. <laughs> <laughs> they put it in the movie. Really? I don't know. That's what I want to believe. <laughs> no, I don't think so. I, I, I don't know. The admissions lady is funny, in the whole scene from like Peter chasing down the admissions lady to get into college and to uh, admit his friends, and then Doc Ock attacks her, and then he saves her, and then she scolds him, which is dope. Gotta yeah. say, love her. And she, yeah, she's so. Here's the funny thing. So yeah, so here's the funny thing she does. She scolds Doc Ock. She, and she still doesn't guarantee admission. She's like, I'll give a good recommendation for you. That does not guarantee admission. <laughs> that was the funniest <laughs> joke to me, because like, that's how university works. <laughs> oh, and one more funny thing, because fucking Electro says this and the thing, he's like, the electricity here feels different. And if you pay attention to it, actually, yeah, it's like a yellow in this universe and in the other movies it was blue. So when he says that, like, why it looks different, like, that was just a random thing he says, but I thought that was actually kind of clever. And I don't know. It's just a funny thing. Because also, yeah, that's the biggest thing about Jamie Foxx's costume is like bright yellow this time. Yeah, the only instance when I haven't hated the color yellow because I do not like yellow, but I liked it on Electro because it looked cool. Literally wearing yellow right now. I'm wearing the Bosnian flag of something. I don't actually know it's Bosnian. I don't no fucking idea. Czech Republic maybe. I don't know. I just like I like tanks that are flags or <laughs> patriotic about countries that aren't my own. So I bought a Russian FIFA kind FIFA of shirt. <laughs> Also because those are going to be valuable now because of the whole Ukraine thing. So. There's a Feast Center reference, which is mm-hmm. kind of more of a modern Spider-Man thing of Aunt May helping out at the Feast Center, which is like right, yeah. basically kind of similar to my job. Interesting that Oscorp doesn't exist in the Homecoming universe. They actually don't mention it at all. It's something I didn't actually notice, but I thought that was... Hmm. Uh, the Mirror Dimension, cool visuals. They did a sh- solid job at not showing too much in the trailer. Like I only saw one trailer and I didn't watch too much of it. Or too much too many more, because I don't want spoilers if I can avoid it. But even that trailer didn't do the thing where they showed too much. Like there were plot changes I was like, oh, like I wouldn't have picked that up from the trailer.
2: Oh man, they really, really wanted to keep the multi Spider Man thing under wraps. Like they really didn't want people to know. I mean I mean there was rumors about it. Um everyone was asking um Toby McGuire, Andrew Garfield, and they're like, No. It was kinda of, it kinda of reminded me of um, Game of Thrones after spoiler, after Jon Snow gets stabbed at the end of I think season four or five. Jon Snow got stabbed?
3: I'm on season two.
2: Fuck off, I know <laughs> you've seen all of it. <laughs> and then and then basically after that it was like, so is Jon Snow coming back to life next season? And he was like, No, not at all. And then, huh, he was, but like everyone knew that was gonna happen anyway. <laughs> Have you
0: ever seen Jon Snow as a terrible
2: dinner guest? no
0: is that a video it's a it's a seth meyer it's one of the only seth funny seth meyer videos i'll show it to you later but anyway oh yeah so abuela lola she's funny she's the one that gets andrew garfield to get the thing and she's like yes can you please like wipe or like wipe or wipe down the ceiling because i don't want fingerprints up there and like she's she's funny <laughs> no no she has that they can clean up their webs because they're they're shooting webs all over the kitchen she's like yeah so she was funny she's like she doesn't give a shit She was like please clean up your mess I did think it was also interesting in how they dro- when they dropped the great power line. And Mae delivers it instead of Ben, and she's the tragic person that he loses after the whole thing about how he makes a mistake and then loses his aunt because of it. And then now that's his lesson, and great power comes great responsibility. Mm-hmm. I don't think it was as clear cut as done in previous iterations, but I still like it more than Amazing Spider Man, not as much as OG Raimi, right. personally. But still thought it was good. It was good. That was a good twist because I was like, oh, shit. Didn't see that coming. at all. In fight, Tom Holland has like a bloody eye, which I thought was a good detail about the brutality of this particular fight because this is the end of the trilogy. So it's like, it's good. You need to have fucking some intensity at that point. Right. Especially after like a building fell on him. Right. So good, violent visuals with Disney getting spicy with their movies. Mm -hmm. And now they have an interesting reset, which is a couple other reviewers have pointed out, but now he has no Stark tech, no resources. He's basically back to being regular Spider-Man, which I think is interesting because that's kind of a that's kind of a good point because he kind of had almost everything going for him, like he had Infinite Stark Tech and all sorts of crazy ass shit. So, and you know, you have issues where if your character gets too powerful and they have nothing that can hold them back, then it's hard to create drama or like motivation or people caring about them or worrying about them being invested. You need to you can't uh, you need to find ways to cripple your characters. Quote, uh, savage books. J.J.J. Returns, Alex Jones parody. We talked about this already, sorry. Oh yeah, but like I said, not a large focus, but he has funny moments. Which I thought was a good, perfect amount. It didn't make him a thing, it was just, boop, funny jokes. Yeah. Negative nitpicks. Okay, so why did people turn on Spidey so quickly after he saved the Earth in the Infinity War? Like, he literally sacrifices, so he died in the original blip, then he came back and fought to save Earth from Thanos. When everyone was brought back to life, so immediately humanity is like, "Oh, he killed Mysterio. He just fought to save half of all existence." But then he killed Mysterio. Well, he's obviously an evil, bad man. Like immediately, like that's kind of a bit. Am I not wrong in that? Am I wrong in yeah, that's that? Yeah, kind of, that whole thing was a little janky. Yeah, like that's is that a bit like? I know there would be a few people like there would be your Hannibal Barreses, which is fair because that was like a funny joke. But would it really be as many people as it was? Oh yeah. Then for some reason, Electro grew his hair back. He had and he had a comb over, and this is fair because I thought that looked better than his creepy comb over in the first movie. But apparently, has electricity power- powers grow his hair back. So <laughs> maybe that shouldn't be a nitpick because again, that looked better than the original hair. But I was like, okay, well, maybe could have just shaped his head right, but you know. <laughs> Why was happy, oh yeah, why, okay, so then, after Aunt May is dead, and there's a the whole bombing from, the like, Green Goblin, so Happy pulls up, and, they, like, he, that's a really gut-wrenching scene, because he's, like, he's sad, because he just, like, he loved Aunt May, and stuff like that, and she's dead now, but then he gets, like, arrested by the FBI for some reason, like, what the fuck was that, like, it made no goddamn sense, like, right, like, we both complained about that, yeah, because it was kind of, like, every, like they, they would know he's Happy Hogan, like, it's the... They would know that from the Stark cause, thing. Like, just why? Because he pulls up to the building in a car. Yeah, like he kind of he he kind of speaks for Tony Stark right now, essentially. Right, right. So he would. So why would that happen like that? And that's where, like, that was his. That was where he lived. Exactly. I mean, oh, yeah, because that was that was his house. That, that was his building. House. You're right. So that's what I mean. All like it just kind of feels like it was just trying to create drama, but it it made no sense. So that's I uh, I think that's a con- con- uh, solid nitpick. there. Okay, then they're firing at Peter right away too, Spider-Man. And again, I know like, they're kind of trying to make a thing like he's under investigation, but I feel like there's a lot more evidence that he's a hero than that he's like a... I don't know. A lot of it's like, the whole F- I think the FBI C-plot was kind of stupid, like the whole thing where he's kind of being investigated by that, that like was just kind of made no sense in the world that they live in. Mm-hmm. But also, as a real question, why did Tobey Maguire who had the most consistent Spider-Sense out of all of the spider Man, have no Spider-Sense when Green Goblin tried to stab him? Yeah. I think that is that is kind of a bit of a weird one, but either way, I don't know, maybe here right. Stupid genius, more in this movie than before. Yeah. Ned is a retarded, talks to the feds without a lawyer. Pete is Pete and Strange are both are both are both supposed to be smart people. Why didn't Strange explain how the spell parameters work? Why didn't Pete keep why did Pete keep interrupting him when Strange told him to stop? Yeah, no, like, why wouldn't you be, like, lay all that out before even starting this complicated, dangerous spell? Yeah, like, they're both supposed to be smart people, they're, That that that's that's kind of annoying. It's like the
3: beginning of the movie.
0: But that's not, not even the beginning, that's the, the entire plot is based around them being stupid. It's not just, like, yeah. little offbeat things in the other movies where they're doing dumb things that their characters shouldn't do if they're actually smart, but... Sorry, anyway. Yeah, it was a yeah. little bit much. yeah. And then Pete, okay, then, oh, okay, then also there's a thing though where Strange has a thing where he's like Pete didn't know he could appeal his case to MIT, and George is like, you had me almost like change the universe and you didn't even appeal your case. And I was like, yeah, how do you not know that? Like he's a, he's going to college, right? He wants to go to one of the smart people of college. Wouldn't you know that? Oh, and then again, I know the sling ring thing is kind of funny with that because there's a setup and payoff about him like, oh, my family has magic and he's able to use it later. But it is also kind of weird that he's like fucking around with magic. He doesn't understand when you get like a lot of bear in there and not know what he's doing. So, kind of irresponsible, but again, the plot needed to happen so things can happen. The universal limits for this movie are Spider Man Homecoming 1 and 2, Doctor Strange, Infinity 1 and 2, Spider Man 2001 to 3, and Amazing Spider Man 1 and 2. That's a lot, yeah. Yeah, it is. Oh, there's also a Daredevil cameo from Netflix. So, that's just like a funny joke though, because he's, he's the lawyer for them in the beginning, which you mentioned earlier. Yeah. And oh yeah, they mentioned Nick Fury's Offworld, which is referring to, again, why the hell the scrolls uh were there. Alright, Gummy Bear, your notes.
2: Okay, Tom Holland looks a lot older. Halloween lights give him an idea to talk to Dr. Scream.
0: Yeah, he was like sitting in a cafe, he was pondering after his friends had just gotten rejected from... His friends got rejected from Stanford or wherever the fuck. And they, he was, like, in the coffee shop staring up at the Halloween lights over up, and it was, like, a witch thing, and he's, like, oh, Dr. Strange!
3: Right, because it's a witch. It's a wizard.
0: <laughs> he is a witch. He's a male witch. Uh,
2: Dr. Octopus, uh, the guy who plays him,
0: sounds like Donald Trump. Alfred Molina. I didn't, I didn't see um, I don't know what you're talking about. It's,
2: like, a, it's it's not what he says. It's, it's not like he's saying things that sound like Trump or in, like, a Trump sentence structure way. It's just literally the accent. Like he's got like the New York accent enough for me to be like, if I close my eyes right now and picture Trump saying this, I could, I could do it. I can I'm not I don't trying know to. What be... it was? It was really, it really stuck out to me the fact that he just sound, his voice
0: sound. That's it. This, his voice sounded like Trump's voice. Speaking of Vimy Fox, actually, because he's in these movies, he does a he did a fucking hilarious Trump impression on this hip hop podcast. I actually need to show you after this because it's fucking amazing. Okay. Mint. Uh, Doctor Strange said
2: "shit" twice. Spicy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm. What?
0: What is this? I'm Flint Marco. Do you remember me? It's a dumb line. Remember when Sandman initially pops out to save him from Electro? He's like, "I'm Flint Marco. Do you remember me?" <laughs> <laughs> you said that. You said that was a really stupid line. Like literally after that yeah, happens. Electro real was so cool.
2: And that, and they also said ass three times, but I guess that one's not so bad anymore. People say ass all the time now. Spicy. It's less spicy. Yeah, crying. And,
0: uh, but I didn't like the music, so that's... Alright. So, uh, let's go to the end slash after credits. He has to make a sacrifice, restart, loved it. After credit scene with Tom Hardy was funny. The whole Venom setup is perfect. Yeah, I like that. Like, I really thought that was amazing. You thought the Venom voice sounded retarded, though. <laughs> <laughs> Your words. I don't know. I I don't know how I feel about it because, like, I don't. I'm not a fan of the Venom movies. Yeah. Anyway, I haven't seen them. I I saw the first one, and I've seen enough things about the second one. i like, I just wouldn't. I wouldn't want to give it my time. It's not what I would want in the Venom movie. Because also the biggest thing. They try to make Vett PG-13, and he is not a PG-13 anti-hero. Oh, absolutely not. Like, that is... So, I just don't want to see it based on that, because I'm just... It's, that's off, my, off the bat's a waste of my time. I'm not saying I need Gore to enjoy a movie, but, like, he's a dark... He's a dark, like, dude who's fucking insane, who eats people, like... Yeah. Uh, anyway. uh, Second half credit scene. fifteen minutes of credit later... There's basically, a, it's literally the trailer for Doctor Strange 2. Yeah,
3: that's it.
0: It's not an seen scene. It's literally the trailer for, trailer for Doctor Strange 2. That was so stupid. So that's what we were joking. Again, We were you were right. Where you're like, eventually it'll be a movie. It's like, no, it's trailer first, then movie. That's the next step. So, would you recommend Spider-Man No Way Homecoming Bear? Yes. I would too. Fun movie. Has its... Has Actually, question, actually. Think about it, though, because we just finished up a trilogy here, and we're going to go top-down, like, quick five-minute top-down thing over the all the movies we just watched, though. So what do you think about the Holland trilogy? What do you think is the strongest or weakest movie in them? Because in all trilogies, there's always that one. That's set up, right? I don't know how to
2: qualify how to do that.
0: Because you know I th- how, what I've actually thought about is, in a weird case, the, I do think that the third one is better than No Way Home. And nothing that happened in Ho- the only thing that happened in No Way Home that mattered was Peter starting to date MJ, and the Jake Gyllenhaal revealing his identity. Because everything else was made irrelevant. Yeah. everything else was made irrelevant because the the Mysterio thing was just all a giant fake out, which was again part of the character. Fine, but then the the Nick Fury thing. So it was just there was no point to anything. It was it was like a, it was like the Thor two of Spider Man movies essentially. <laughs> yeah, but. The third one had some really good emotional payoffs, and like it was like really funny, and it worked really well, and it was able to, re- it was functionally able to redeem a bad arc in Spider-Man remakes, because mm. that's the one thing you had said, and I was like, oh fuck, how are they going to redeem Andrew Garfield? That's stupid. And I'm like, okay, they they actually redeemed Andrew Garfield, and they redeemed Electro. So I got to say, I have to eat, I have to eat humble pie. Yeah, I have to eat some crow, Captain Kid. Fill my plate with it. Mm-hmm. It's tasty on the fucking seas. Okay, can we just ask one more thing, though? Out of all of us, now we've seen through three, two, three, two trilogies and one almost trilogy. Which one's your favorite one as a group? Like, if you're going to do like a binge mm-hmm. watch, like you know, what, I'm just filling on to watch a group of these movies. One hundred percent Tobey Maguire every time. Tobey Maguire yeah. every time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <sighs> See, funny thing, I would say either the Tom, I would say Tom Holland or Tom, Tobey Maguire for different reasons. It's almost like I don't know. I don't know if it's a different era of filmmaking thing too, as well. Because again, maybe not. Uh, maybe there's a bit more style in some things than that, in some movies in the early two thousands. That was like there were still run-ins of like style in movies. I'm not trying to sound shitty. Actually, I can't say that. because um, there's, there's still stylish new movies. Well, I can't it's say that. that it's contained. Right, it's self-contained. Whereas,
3: mm, like
2: that's it's a not, fair like, point. Like come on they're fun movies, but they're not self-contained. It's all fucking interconnected with the whole MCU. it's like, that's actually do I want to just like watch like one story, or do I want to watch like part, a small part of
0: a very very long story? That's actually a really good point. Actually, oh, you know, actually, no, no, no. That's <laughs> I actually have to take back what I say. Then, yeah, no, I would say that on its own. The the original Spider Man trilogy is the strongest. The second movie being the best one.
3: Yeah.
0: But the third one not being terrible, you just see that again. I I blame studio interference taking away from Sam Raimi. I think that if you'd left it with him, it would have been fine. Yeah. And I didn't like again. I didn't hate three, but there I have a lot of issues with like a lot of things in there too. I think I like. I like. That we, both, we can both agree though that like yeah, if you're gonna skip them though, skip the Andrew Garfield ones. You don't have to see those. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> Not his fault. I, again, I blame those ones were both writing issues because like he's a talented actor. Like yeah. they, all, they all had good casting. Uh any final thoughts though? Now to end off on the now that we we finally finished our... Depths into it's the over. how many movies? Oh god, how many Spider? Is that seven or eight Spider-Man movies? Eight. So many movies. So the next next one will be we'll do the ones from the 60s, gonna be there, and the ones mm-hmm. in Japan. Are you ready? Then we're gonna go into the multiverse and do the Spider-Man from the other multiverses. Then the Sony ones.
2: Well, I'd be down to do uh, the into the Spider Verse, but uh, I
3: thought, I love that movie.
0: So. Then we're gonna do every single animated Spider-Man series followed by every animated, or the animated series involving Drake Bell and an in-depth review of the Drake Bell Trials as well. Follow embedded with that with the Animated Spider-Man 90s one with Aerosmith as the main theme song. So, and- In and- a couple of fights, you nearly another way won't do much good. Mm-hmm. Thanks again to anyone who listened to our podcast. We appreciate your attention. Please reach out to
2: us on our Canadian PirateCast email, Facebook, and Instagram pages. Like, sub,
0: share. You know the drill. We love it when people reach out with comments or feedback. We also have personal social media accounts if you want another meaningless Facebook friend or a silly Instagram account to follow. Be good to yourself. Take care of each other.
1: Bye. Bye.